0: All right, awesome. So we're just going to preface this episode by saying this is going to, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that's going on right now. So it is going to get a little controversial. Mm -hmm. Um, Today's episode is going to be focusing on people in the community, um, some of the things they've experienced, what they've gone through, and their point of view about everything that's kind of going on right now, as well as uh, some insight on some things that we can do to make change. So it is going to be very chocolatey in here with the exception of a couple people but definitely down with the cause so today it's going to be completely live we're going to be doing live calls from everyone starting with Khadija. Khadija's is our first guest she's a friend of both me and Gil um she was recently in the protests that were going on in Fort Lauderdale I actually watched her live it got pretty rowdy uh at the end uh but I'll let her tell her story so um we're going to get into the calls um, thank you, everyone who's here so far. Thank you for joining. Um, let's see. And I'll let Gail get started with the calls. I'm just going to go ahead and make sure that uh, everyone is being notified. Let's see.
1: Let text her right now.
0: Beautiful. Brandon's already here. Hi, Brandon. Um, let's see. Okay. I'm Beautiful. Charlene, sorry. Hi, hi guys. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, let me see. This will work. Boop-a-doop.
1: Okay, uh, Khadija's ready. So, we're going to go ahead and give her a call?
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and give her a All call. Right. Oh, it's girl's foot. I gotta trap this somewhere. Hello, hi
2: Khadija.
3: Hey, hey Jess.
2: Hey Gil. How are you guys? We are great. How are you? Awesome. I'm great. I'm doing great. Just uh, relaxing at home right now. Finally enjoying my Sunday. Beautiful. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. how have you been feeling lately? Um, I've been I've been feeling um. Let's see. It's it's very hard to describe, but. I think balanced is is the word that I'm going to go with for right now. Um, Yeah, because I've been absorbing everything that's been going on and, you know, also trying to um, deal with things that I'm going through in my personal life and what I have to deal with. Um, But I think I think I'm handling it better, definitely much better than I was last week. So, yeah, yeah, um, I think balance is good. And
1: speaking of last week, um, you -hmm. were at the protest
2: yeah yeah i was I was at the protest, and it was my first protest that I've ever been to um I don't think I've ever felt more passionate about what's going on than especially in the days leading up to that um it it well, was i think what changed what? Go like, ahead.
1: because I wanted to attend this protest as well. What yeah. made you want to be a part of this protest in particular, knowing that there's been so many different atrocities going on in our community yeah. what happened yeah. what What about this protest
2: so i think it is the perfect storm of everything that's happening in our country right now and i guess around the world um of course the coronavirus and the quarantine and them just constantly pushing things back um and you know i i understand it um but it, people are going to get agitated and so with that Along with, of course, the current administration that is governing our country right now, quote unquote mm. um, if that is that and the quarantine with just a, yet another black man being mercilessly killed by the police Ooh. it just it's just time for something to happen. Something needs to change. there's just been poor handling of everything that's been going on, and that was just the tip of the tipping point that was it so. Um, I just felt like just emboldened to go out there and at least have my voice be heard um, and stand with the crowd, boots on the ground, fists in the air and just saying, I can't breathe Black Lives Matter because that I think that is just a very important thing that everybody needs to say, that Black Lives Matter so that everybody can hear it and understand it and know what we've been going through the past hundreds of of years. So it's time. Okay, no. so
0: I'm gonna ask. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and whether or not you felt like um, being out there? Did you feel heard? Did you feel safe? Um, what was the mm. energy like out there?
2: So many things. Um, so as far as the energy, um, I'm, I want to I want to start by saying that it was very peaceful. Um, everybody seemed to be on the, on one accord. Um, we all were out there for the same purpose and. I, unfortunately, I was surprised that it was so organized. Um, and I don't, you know, want to say that in a, in a light way, but, um, just the way that it's being portrayed in the media makes it seem like it's just all over the place. It's just rioting or whatever. Um, but anyway, the energy that I felt out there was, um, just, it, it shifted. It, there were ebbs and flows like from the, um, everyone chanting to someone out there was beating their drum along with the chant, So it's like the energy just reverberated through everybody's oh, wow. spirit. And you could really feel that. Um, and that, you know, of course, that was in like the, the beginning and the middle of the, the protest. Um, once everything kind of simmered down and we met back up at Heisinger Plaza, um, you know, people were on, on the um, amp- in, in the amphitheater doing their speeches. Um, and we were all sitting on the grass and we were just like, um, every, everyone was just kind of like chill. And then the next thing, you know, you hear some shouting going on down the street over by the library, by the public library over there. And we're just like, what the hell just happened? So, and this was around six, maybe six fifteen ish. Um, and that's, um, I guess when the protest was supposed to be over. But when we heard like all of the shouting, and all of this noise over by the library, we got our stuff up and we went to go see what's what's going on. The shouting was was
1: fear or just like um, excitement? So this is what
2: happened. What what got everybody to go over there was what you guys saw in the news um, about the cop pushing that girl over. Yes. And everybody was like starting to write. That's what we heard. It was just nothing but shouting. And this is the middle of like us being peacefully relaxed on the lawn all of a sudden you hear shouting over there. So we all get up and that's when it got crazy is a huge crowd of people started going over there. Um, you see the police line up with their shields. Um, peep. They're already like shooting tear gas and shooting rubber bullets, which are very big um, and look like they can take your eye out. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a rubber bullet, but no, it's huge. Yeah. So it, it's just a lot. It was like from the peaceful part to like the mellow part to just like now you can really understand what is happening and how, the, how quickly these transitions happen from like peaceful to like riotous. It's like one small incident, the whole energy just immediately shifted. Yeah. Um, so I, I was in the middle of all of that. I was in the middle of the tear gas and in the middle of the rubber bullets and seeing like, just seeing so the aggressors, I could see them with my own face. Like if I can go into like one small thing that happened, that we discuss here and there. When I saw this white girl spray painting BLM on the side of a building, no I wanted to attack oh, her. No. Like, how could you do this with everything that's going on? And it's just like, wow, you really see with your own eyes, these aggressors doing this. And right when I went to attack her, here come the smoke bombs. Here come the rubber bullets. And you, you don't know what to do. That's what, it, it, that's what it's doing to your energy. Can you imagine what it would do to your energy out there? So, long story short, long story long, it was long, sorry. <laughs> it's just, it, was a, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but I all in all, I, I'm glad I got to experience it. And, you know, I'm glad I got to see what everybody's talking about and really see it from a completely different perspective than I thought it was going to be. Um, so, yeah, if you're really passionate about something, I encourage you, a person, to attend a protest because I think it's very important for you to see what that means to you, to your cause, and to the people who support it as well. So,
0: okay, yeah. that's a beautiful yeah. statement. That's beautiful. So, <laughs> Thanks, girl. Now yeah. that you've been like out there um, mm-hmm. protesting with the people, um, yeah, what's one one piece of advice that you would give to anyone out there who um, wants to support maybe doesn't want to protest um out of, fear mm-hmm. of safety but it's something yeah. that they can do um yeah just from where they're at to educate other people to let them know like yeah they're part um, of the
2: cause i i think uh and, and you know i know people have uh, their very important reasons why they couldn't be able to do that uh, and they can absolutely make their um, voice heard in different ways um from educating yourself to like reading that important literature that is now being circulated around the media, um, like from Malcolm X to Asada Shakur, all of that type of reading I think is, should be done to kind of help, um, reinvigorate what it is that we're trying to do here, which I think the most thing that we're trying to do is educate everybody so that we can know how best to move forward as a unit. Um, so, that along with supporting black businesses p- slowly pulling your money out of of like senseless spending in like these major corporations because um we really don't understand how powerful our, our dollar is so absolutely um yeah so those types of things i think are very important things that we can do in the now to kind of shift where where we're going and um just keep everyone in pa- like passion passionate about what we're trying to do and what we want to see change with police brutality and, and police reform yeah. really. Yeah. 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 So Beautiful. education is key.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that I agree a hundred percent.
2: Man, it's, it's, it's it, it really, it takes your breath away when you, when you think about um, everything that's going on at one time. Um, I, I don't know what they went through, uh, went through in the sixties, but right now it, for me, it feels like a, like, I feel each day a little heavier now because of this, like I said, perfect storm that we're going through. Well, the, um, difference, it's like,
1: well, the difference between yeah. the 60s is that it wasn't so widespread. I believe in the 60s, it was mm-hmm. just in L.A., right? The mm-hmm. L.A. riots. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's just in one specific area. N- now we have the Internet. So you have people in, yeah. in India in and Asian countries uh, protesting. You had K-pop yes. Korean artists protesting yeah. and you have the whole world you know allying with this co- with the one cause yeah. so it's it's Absolutely. it's really huge
2: it's huge and i'm glad people are using social media for this cause because i didn't want to just discount social media because i feel like a lot of people were doing that um and really undermining the power that can be had through a single post so yeah. that's I why think it's very i was really, cool, really yeah.
1: confused about I mean, I was really on board with mm. the uh, blackout Monday, the blackout was? Tuesday. Yeah. Blackout Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, but then when I realized, wait, we can't stop posting today. Yeah. We, need to sh- we need to be loud. We, there's no time to take a break, and I was really disappointed I, in a lot of people because I was one of those people that I, I just, oh, I'm just gonna black out and not do anything. But then after I stopped and reflect. This is not a time to, like, stop and, like, not do anything. We have to be loud.
0: Well, the purpose of Blackout Tuesday was for not to post, but it was for us to take that time to reflect. So, like, I think that was the day that also Rihanna shut down. She wouldn't allow anyone to buy from her three companies. So it wasn't to not do anything. It was to use that time instead of just reposting and reposting and going online and watching videos. It was, like, it was ways for you to reflect for you to find resources for you to, exactly. yeah. yeah. yeah
2: That's how I took it as well. I mean, I know, I guess the music industry or whatever had their own, um, or they kind of started their own blackout or what it was supposed to be. But what I took from it was just that, like I paused from, you know, constantly reposting and basically kind of went back and took in the other posts from people who I know are sharing important things that I might have missed in my own posting. So um, that's just, you know, what my takeaway from that blackout and Tuesday's blackout. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, all of it, I think I think it's very important that we we are having the conversation that you guys are starting the conversation um, and encouraging, you know, people in your circle to to talk about this Um I think the more we talk about it the more that energy is going to kind of keep flowing through all of us so Absolutely. thank you guys yeah, yeah thank you, you thank you thank you for taking the time <laughs> yeah. to talk to us we really yeah we love we love hearing
0: from you guys number one yeah. period. <laughs> period period
4: period,
5: <laughs> <laughs> period. <laughs> 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 oh,
4: but guys, yeah thank, thank you. you
0: all, nice nice all, all right bye. all right bye that was great it was great sorry um I'd really quickly, can you send me the YouTube link? Because a lot of people are still having trouble using the other oh, link no. getting in. Um, so, yeah, I need the YouTube link for one. Um, sorry, guys. We're, we had a little bit of technical difficulties in the beginning. So the call is going to be pushed back a few minutes. Um, but we're we're trying to get you guys in order because I tried to schedule um, when I could. for. I know certain people needed to call at a certain time. So we're going to keep pushing with the calls, get more people in here. Um, but yeah sorry give us just a second i'm not being rude i don't want you guys to think (laughs) i'm being rude it literally just i'm i'm like people are like hey where's the link it's not here (laughs) If
1: you guys follow me on twitter i also have the link uh being live streamed as well um if you follow i'm gonna send the link right i'm gonna retweet it so you guys can see it
0: let's see all right, perfect, perfect, perfect. Sending. Sorry, I'm sending out the links to everyone, um, so we can make sure everyone's on the same page. Okay. Perfect, perfect. One second. I'm so, I'm so sorry, guys. I feel so rude right now. Okay. Awesome. One. Two, we need to hire somebody
1: just to like do all. Who this. wants to be our tech person? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who wants to be our tech person Like set everything up? Awesome. Okay, sorry. We're just sending the links out. Thank you again, Khadija. I totally appreciate you coming on here. You're my dog. All right. Sorry. Cool. All right. Just want to update everyone. Awesome. Jake. Read well, my Jake message. Jake is in here. Read my message. I'm sending it to him. You're going to watch this. You hear me? You're going to watch this. Sorry, I'm just sending the link to my manager, who I love, who's also my friend. Hey, girl. Okay, hold on. Cool, 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 cool. All right, and we're moving along with the phone calls. All right, so the next one is going to be, let's, we're going to switch them around. Um, Let's do Rico next, Um, and then we'll do Marvel just because I know Rico has a, he has an actual life. not that marvel doesn't have a life but rico has a short (laughs) he has like 20 minutes to talk so we can't push him back okay um so yeah let's go ahead and get rico on there all right um so i don't know hey rico um let me see i don't know if he's in the the thing already sorry guys um you want
1: to text him see if he's ready
0: yeah let's see um Let's go ahead, uh, let's see, Here we go. send him the link again, and I'm just letting him know where that we're calling right now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so everyone's on the same page, cool, I'll let him know we're calling, we're calling you right now, Rico, you go, welcome to the podcast. All right, thank you so much everyone who's watching on Facebook. Um. sorry i didn't want to say hi <laughs> in the middle of someone talking but hi thank you guys thank you for everyone who stopped in even for a second we really appreciate it right. um yeah so, so call go, Enrico. go ahead we're gonna call rico
1: hey how's it going rico this is gil
0: hey rico
6: what's popping guys what's What's We're poppin'?
0: Good. How you doing today? How's everything? How's the wife?
6: All is well. All is well. Just trying to uh build some baby furniture and and uh Congrats. get ready for a, a newborn daughter in about a, a month or so. Oh so my gosh.
0: You. I feel like I just found out your wife was pregnant and now you're oh my gosh. <laughs> so exciting. Stop it. <laughs> I'm fly. Wow I'm
6: fly so fast.
0: It does. Okay, so a little bit about Rico really quickly. So Rico is a long-time friend of mine. I've known him for like 15 years, I think. Um, Rico is also the founder of Tribe X, which is a clothing brand aimed at bringing more awareness to minorities in this beautiful country. Um, I guess not so beautiful right now, but definitely it's going to. We go, we're going. We're We're working on it. We're yeah. working on it. Um, but yeah. So Rico is a black business owner. Um, I'd say, for at least from where I'm standing, pretty we successful. Shirt so on far. the screen right. Yes. Here. So this is a piece that he just put out. Um, it, it's still available for pre-order, right? The shirt. The yeah, shirt just yeah, put
6: yeah. Out. Still, still, yep, still taking uh, pre-orders and okay. We're just trying to, you know, do our part and raise some money for. Um, the families of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. And, you know, I figured it will be a, a good thing to do, um, you know. So that's, yeah, pre-orders are still available. Um, and, you know, get on there while you can, and we'll raise as much money as we can.
0: Awesome. Okay. So proceeds from this shirt here, um, when you go to make the purchase, me and Gil already bought ours yesterday. When you go ahead and buy this shirt here, you can select whether or not you want to donate um, your proceeds to either George Floyd's memorial or to Breonna Taylor. I sent mine over to Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Um, I feel like sad. not like George. It, I did too. Both are sad. Yeah, but I think I that uh, since George Floyd is kind of on the forefront right now, mm-hmm. not that people forgot about Breonna Taylor, but I think people are kind of like just starting to shift that way.
1: I thought the same thing.
0: Yeah, so I definitely I sent my funds that way. Um, and so you know, send wherever you want to send, but definitely I think um, the George Floyd was. I kind saw of what you
1: posted. And uh, did you text it to me, the post where people like replying to uh, racist comments online and trying to correct them? But you said instead of doing that, how about you send your dollars? Yes. To, to, uh, send your yeah.
0: dollars. Talk with your wallets. Yeah, yeah. Talk with your wallets. Do that instead. So this is still available for order. Um this, this shirt, I think, is super powerful. I think yeah. we need to stop being apologetic about mm-hmm. um, the stances that we have. And even though this might be a little bit offensive to some, I think a lot of people need to see things like this to open up the discussion. So I'm going to stop talking during Rico's time. I'm going to. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, so Rico, tell us a little bit about Tribe X, um, kind of the, the mission behind it and why you created the piece, some of the pieces that you did and, and what it means to you.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, the brand is this kind of social commentary on America as a whole. Um, I really just tried to uh, hone in on a couple of pillars that I think have divided mankind, especially in America, over like the last, what, however long America has been around. My math isn't that great right now, but <laughs> but basically, um, we're focusing on race, religion, and And economics, and I mean, you know, obviously we're going through, um, you know, some uh, racial uh, things right now that are really at the forefront. But you know, obviously religion has, you know, divided people. um, Whether you're Christian, Muslim, atheist, whatever, um, you know, there's been wars and and a lot of, you know, religious persecution. And then, you know, when it comes to the economic side. We, we live in a, a classism, you know, type of society where yep. the rich get get richer, the poor, you know, don't get a doggone thing, as people say. So mm-hmm. um, it's really just like the name itself is, you know, we're tribal in nature. So, you know, poor people tend to stick around or, or hang around poor people. Rich people stick around uh, rich people. Christians hang with Christians. Black people with black people, so forth and so on. So. Um, I mean, ultimately it's just a social commentary and I just want to make some provocative pieces. Um, not all of them are going to probably be as provocative as, as this t-shirt that we just put out yesterday. I actually, um, did a collaboration with one of my, uh, good, good friends from college. He actually was a uh, footwear designer, um, out in, in Oregon, but, um, uh, we worked together, put together the t-shirt and, um, I think it's going to be a a profound piece to make people, you know, question what's going on in society. You know, black people aren't necessarily being hung from ropes or from trees nowadays. But, Mm. you know, we've seen the video that's been circulated time and time again. And I think, you know, lynching is not uh, restricted to just someone, you know, being hung from a tree or drunk dragged you know, from a, a truck, like back in the day in the 60s and, and before that, um, you know, people are still getting killed in, in, you know, whether it's a shooting or whether it's, you know, suffocation by me, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I'm uh, just trying to bring awareness to that, and we want to use our platform. I have a baby. I can't be out in the street protesting necessarily, <laughs> uh, so so I'm going to use this as my way. And I think everybody. We appreciate um, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody can, you know, you don't necessarily have to be out in the streets. I think we need everyone, you know, just kind of using your platform like you guys are. Uh, you guys don't necessarily have to be out in the streets. But by having this, you know, uh, platform for people like myself and others to speak, uh, I'm going to use my clothing brand to speak on the subject matter. So we're going to need people out in the street. We're going to need people uh, online tweeting or posting. We're going to need professionals to get legislation passed, so forth and so on. So everybody, uh, you know, I've been saying this over the last couple of weeks, the Chicago Bulls didn't have five Michael Jordans. They had, you know, a Scottie Pippen, the assist. They had a Dennis Rodman, the rebound. So everybody just needs to play their role um, and contribute in whatever way they can and use their platform that, God has given them to the, you know let their voice be heard so
0: beautiful okay beautiful that That's was nice. well I That's couldn't have, I definitely I could of came up with that um <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to say to everyone out there um kind of just going through it right now does it know how to feel what's happening what what's just a word that you want to give out to the people right now
6: that's a good question. I'm no politician, so I can't really tell people how to feel. uh, You know, I think even amongst black people, I'm black, but I can't speak for the whole, you know, race necessarily. But, um, you know, I think, I think this is a, a, a big moment in history for us. I've been telling my friends and everyone that like, I've never, I actually had three of my Caucasian, um, co-workers reach out to me consecutive days last week like as things were uh, beginning and i was like man it's been a lot of you know black kids and black black men women have gotten killed in the past but i've never had you know white folks reach out to me so i was Mm -hmm. like what's going on here (laughs) but uh
1: it was an awakening uh,
6: yeah exactly they they really just asked me they was they were like rico you know what can i do as a white person to help the cause and i was just like yo just use your voice man what you don't have to you know bombard people with um social media posts or whatever but you know uh, your friend group is going to be a lot more white than mine you know that's just how you know tribalism works so if you see something that or hear something that's out of line you know that's your your opportunity to jump in and interject um you know and kind of relay the information that that myself and other black people are spreading to you know hopefully educate those people but as far as you know how people should should react you know everybody deals with grief in their own way and i think you know the protest and and ultimately rioting and looting are results of you know hundreds of years of oppression and that's going to be one way for people to, to release that energy and you know other people are going to you know pose so I just think everybody has to find their way um you know to release some of that anger and aggression and uh hopefully it doesn't get violent but you know it is what it is
0: exactly yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rico. Um, I'm going to go ahead and after this episode is finished, I'm going to put in some of the links to your socials where they can find the shirt, the rest of your clothing, but really quickly for the people that are listening live, can you give us um, your socials for your clothing brand for yourself, if you'd like, and where they can find uh, this shirt that's on pre-order right now?
6: Yeah, absolutely. The shirt is still available for pre-order. Um, they should be shipping out in a couple of weeks, so just bear with us. But, uh, the website is Tribe X by Rico, and that's Tribe spelled the traditional way, X, just like the letter, by B Y Rico, R I C O dot com. And, um, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook at The Tribe X brand. Um, and then my personal one is the Suave one. That's just because I think I'm kind of cool, but <laughs> you guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that's a suave one uh all together and that's one spelled out o-n-e so um yeah just check us out um and you know look forward to putting out more um thought-provoking pieces and you know if you like the t-shirt uh feel free to get that and like i said 100 percent of proceeds are going to be donated so uh, i'm not making any money personally off of this just trying to get the word out
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Rico. We're gonna go ahead and let you go to your gorgeous wife. His wife is beautiful, y'all. If y'all check out his social; you'll see her. But we're um, uh, gonna <laughs> let you to go. You, it was, yeah, it's good talking to you. We'll see you Likewise. soon.
6: All right, Bye. You guys. Bye.
1: That was good. It was great talking to him. Made me realize something about um, the ra- racism. There's the covert racism, one that's like hidden behind, you know, like legislations and redlining where people can live and job opportunities then there's the racism that we hear in the news where the kneeling and the shootings and that happens a lot it happens a lot but i feel like there's a lot more covert racism in the world that we need to like discuss and i feel like this whole uh police brutality is making that come to light
0: absolutely um (sighs) I don't know. Do you feel like legislative stuff is covert? Because I feel mm-hmm. like it's blatant. It's Damn. just It's. I feel like it's very blatant. Like I feel like redlining is so blatant just to say, "Hey, if you live here, uh, you know, ultimately your sk- your kids are going to get, you know, less funding in their schools or we're not going to give you funding to get a home." And I don't know. I feel like it's it's less covert now mm-hmm. because we're given the information back rather than back then when it was they thought they were getting away with it i don't know i, I mean i guess I, I know what you're saying yeah, as far as like no one's screaming the n-word at the bank I when was you're just, applying i was just i was thinking loan, about
1: but. you when i was listening to the latest joe rogan podcast with Reg, reggie watts he's like a comedian he's biracial his mom is uh, is french <laughs> not french canadian but from france and his dad is black okay and he was born uh like on base somewhere so he had to get his citizenship and all that other bullcrap but at the time that he was born his mom and his dad relationship was illegal for them to get married. Huh. So okay. that's something that was like in legislation. Like, hey, if you are Caucasian and and you're black, you can't get married. And that was in law. Okay. But we still have laws like that now, like the redlining, even like jobs. Like they keep adding more requirements for X amount of jobs. And hey, you have to live here X amount of years to get this uh, to get this house or get this apartment. So there's always laws and rules and i feel like they're covert but in a way they're just like blatant
0: yeah i feel i feel like they're
4: blatant
1: Yeah,
0: at least to me (laughs) at least to me
1: so who else is on the call list now
0: marvel marvel
1: let me just call he should let's see marvel
0: he's not even getting you're not getting a warning Marvel. no i'm just gonna call him (laughs) You you won't get this love awesome cool
1: I almost called Marvin.
0: <laughs> correct, correct. Sean said it's covert to anyone that ain't black. Ooh. Yes. Damn, Sean, that was a good one. I love it.
1: I forgot we were live for a second. Right. I was like, wait, what is he talking <laughs> about? How did he know? Hello. What's going on, Marvel? You're on the podcast, hey. buddy.
7: How you doing? I was about to be petty. I was like, you know what? I know you guys are talking about me. I said, should I answer or should I not answer? <laughs> I was like, you know what, <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that, you know what I'm saying, and I was like, you know what, you guys are like 30 minutes late, but I'm also a podcaster too, so I completely understand oh, yeah, the, yeah. O- the overlapping and yeah. how just time just get away from y'all. Nice, how y'all doing?
1: Good, You? how you
7: doing? Uh, I'm alright, man, I'm, I'm, I'm better today than I was about a week ago, honestly, um, you know, but it is what it is, appreciate you guys for having me.
0: Of course, of course. So how have you been? How have you been feeling? What's been going on?
7: Um, honestly, I have been feeling, uh, I guess, uh, a level of like heaviness.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
7: Um, a level of not really knowing um, what is pretty much going to be next. As far as like you know the current events right now, as far as what can be pretty much future, you know, for future. I mean, if 2020 can't get any worse, oh my <laughs> like, <yeah>. god, yes, <laughs> you know, I'm just scared um, for hurricane season. <laughs> wow. So, so like, how, this is not exactly how I feel now. Um, now, okay, first of all, um, I obviously I know Gil, but um, Miss, what's your name? Yes, Jessica. Jess, Jessica. Jess. Okay, Miss Jess, are you a uh, are you an anime fan?
0: uh yes but i watch okay. shoujo so please be
7: okay be so kind. so so okay uh gail you watch watched like for the most part like you know the dragon ball z video uh, yeah. the dragon ball z movies back in the day right yeah you see medical you see Metakula. yes okay you remember that time when goku and vegeta that he beat the first Metakula, and they thought it was done <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, they look up and it was Tars, uh as F. Yeah. And can, wait, can I curse?
1: I, I yeah, I, I got a better example. I got a better example,
7: bro. I, I, that's exactly no, how no, no, I feel, no. where I look up all the freaking do, do you remember Do you remember I'm like, yo, you have got to be kidding me? <laughs> like,
1: do you remember when Sasuke was fighting Itachi? Yes. And then Sasuke had him pinned down to the ground. And was like I win. You're dead. And then Itachi's clone dead body points and says no look over there and itachi had him in a genjutsu the whole time (laughs) (laughs) this is what this is right now this
7: is yeah man that's 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 really um we're being pumped bro yeah that's really how i feel right now man i mean it's like you know you know first you know kobe died then the pandemic happened
1: that hit then, me hard, bro.
7: Then yeah, yeah, same here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Murder mortar harness came in, grand closed grand opening, grand closing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even know what the hell that's gonna be pretty much about. And then now, um, we have this. Uh and to be honest, you know, to be a uh a person, you know, that is black, a black man that is a businessman and that is pretty much woke, I would say, and and in this in this climate been woke honestly for the past maybe 10 years it, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of it's torn it's kind of ter- like a tearing feeling because yeah. you know it's like while i do support the looting and i do support you know the violence to some extent yeah um it's like how can i support that when i'm also a businessman as well too yeah um so, so yeah how, that's how actually, do you how, how do
1: you explain that though because because i understand it and i'm sure jessica understands it but for the people that are listening who might not be for the cause or might be for the cause and don't understand, how do you support the looting? Because I support in the sense that we're kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired and and being heard. So if this is the way that we need to be heard, that's what the people have to do.
7: If, if, you, if you look at it in a stand of, if first of all, if... if <sighs> Point blank period, we learned it from y'all. Hmm. Ooh! okay yeah. okay like we, we we learned everything from y'all we learned looting we've learned violence we've learned you know all these actions you know natively speaking as a black people we are not a violent race uh, we are not a violent people whatsoever but everything that's pretty yeah, much that's, happened that's for, for the last 400, 500 <laughs> years and I'm sorry if you're like kinda like preaching right now, but no Gil knows how
1: Last name Bishop though.
7: Preach! So so you know it's like it's like what do you it's like what do you expect? And plus two, um you pretty much stripped everybody of their rights to pretty much work, and there's over forty million people um hmm. that have been uh unemployed, and not to mention all the unemployed people and the people that don't have a job and don't even work for like maybe like less than freaking uh for less $7 an hour, even before this pandemic, it's like, what do you expect? And at the end of the day, why, how I look at it as it's a form of casualty and war. Yeah. To be honest with you. yeah. you know, um, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, and then honestly, like, you know, for one way to, it's just really funny how white people, and when I say white people, right. Cause I have white friends. I have, you know what I'm saying? I'm, the white people who I'm talking to, who I'm talking about, is the Caucasian people. I'm talking about the white people from Mount Caucasus. Yeah. That that that's that's those are the people that I'm talking. About. Those are the people with that had the evil mindset and that you know cannibalism pretty much came from and all that. I'm talking about that type of white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about that's the Polish people. I'm not talking harsh. about the kind of people. I'm not that <laughs>
1: no, hard white.
7: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm not talking about, I'm talking about that specific. Um, it, it's, it's just when we, it's, it's like when we get to a certain point, man, um, it, it's just, it's just, it's just tough. It's just really, really tough to, um, you know, to pretty much, I just don't understand how for a people that is the most educated quote unquote, which is white people, we have to educate them on this.
0: Hmm. Can Ooh. we change the name of this episode to We Learned It From Y'all? Damn. We yeah. <laughs> <You laughs> learned <laughs> that it from ta- y'all. Like, I'm making a tattoo of myself. Look, look, it's
7: it's all listen, this is not just a this is not a um, reaction, this is a response. There's Ooh. a plain difference between Jesus. those two. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know? Um, it, it's 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 a response at the end of the day. And um what do you value more than life itself? It's Ooh. properties. It's companies. It's all that and pretty much a bag of chips. Honestly, you know, it's, it's that 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 is your life form. You know, um, you don't care when we lose lives. No, you care when you lose businesses. When you lose money. See, here's the thing, too. Um, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King he uh he got assassinated, right? I That's believe. Tweet, what year that. was that? Oh,
0: sixties. You
7: Mid sixties. Yes. Yeah, mid sixties. Right. Okay. So people tell me that that was the reason why and why that we had a lot of change um because of martin luther king
1: 1968
7: 1968 right yeah and i'm like listen god rest his soul but martin luther Luther king was not the reason why we had the civil rights activist movement it's because of the the response of the assassination of the reason why when we started going crazy looting over a, a, a thousand cities started rioting over. Forty-seven million dollars.
1: It's like hundred eighty days or like that. Say what? I I remember how many days it was.
7: Yeah, like 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 that was in in response to that. Like oh shit, like these things ain't playing. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so what do you like? What do you like? What do you expect? I've been going through wars on Facebook and on talking to people about this whole thing, and it's like. Why I don't condone, you know, the violence? You know what I'm saying? Like I do understand it, and what people need to understand is this: as and this is kind of like a like a general consensus that's been going on. Listen, at the end of the day, like we want equality. Like you better be lucky that we don't we don't fucking want revenge. Like that's that's, that's mm. that that's a whole fact. Mm. Because if, if we wanted revenge, this would be a whole different story. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's that was deep.
0: I wish I had a towel so I could just throw it in. Yeah. Just, and we ain't calling <laughs> nobody else. No kidding. <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
7: Woo, that's energy. And this, is, and this is coming from. And this is coming from a person that you know who owns a business, um, who works with that owns people. four businesses like yeah. that. That 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 is invested in like you know other ventures and you know that runs you know runs companies. You know, um, I would say this too, and I've told this many many different times. Yes, it's very sad that. You know, even my own people that lost their jobs, lost their businesses. You know, that's very, very sad. Don't get, don't get it twisted. But what people need to understand is two things. Number one, it's really funny how people want to look at the people that's looting and taking all these like stuff and taking all these properties and all these items, but we're not really looking at what was the real looting that happened about three months ago when they took. 500 billion dollars hmm. away from us and gave and pretty much gave it to the, the large companies and large corporations we're not gonna we're not talking about that yeah Shit. we're not talking about that looting <laughs> Yikes. Yikes! we ain't talking about that wow
4: and then guess what real. Too, and i would say of... as
7: well too as a black businessman a businessman that employs over 30 people that you know like well You know, now because of the pandemic, you know, I'm definitely building back up. But, you know, that's another story for another day. I will lose my fucking businesses 10,000 times over if that means that I'm able to save a race or I'm I'm able to save lives in the future. If I have to burn down my own business or any other business, 10,000, 10,000 over to make sure that more innocent lives do not get taken by the system, then so be
0: it i love that i love that i've had a lot of people white and black losing business getting looted and a lot of them are feeling the same way they're like hey listen you know i have insurance i can rebuild Mm -hmm. or listen you know if this means that this is going to incite some real change in this nation take it all yeah take it all honestly you can't take
7: back life no you can you have insurance there ain't no insurance on life there's no insurance on losing your life nope
1: Damn. That was deep, man.
7: What do you get? What do you get? This thing. What do you get when you have life insurance, right? When God forbid somebody dies. You get back, you get money, right? Do you get back their fucking life? No, you don't. You do not. So where like the where do we put the value in things? Where does America put the value on things? That's 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 the real question. And plus when it comes to the to, to the Boston Tea Party and all of that. Don't even get me started on that. Oh,
1: that <laughs> but, was looting. Like,
7: like we learned it from y'all.
1: Rape and pillage.
7: Mm-hmm. We learned it from y'all, you know. And I know a lot of people. And then, here's the other thing: I'm really torn at, torn on too. Is the whole, you know, I guess uh, I have a lot of friends, and I have like one particular person that is actually my great friend that is. um Of in law enforcement. And, you know, I hope that he's okay. I really, you know what I'm saying? But I just, that, that right there is honestly where I'm torn, torn as such, because, you know, that's why for me, I haven't protested, but you know, me, like, you know, Gil knows, you know, like I, I, um, I pretty much spread my influence, you know, how you got to do with my, with my podcast, and you know, in other ways, yeah. so this it's a uh, series
1: podcast, by the way. Excuse me, no, which is your podcast, the lab series podcast, just yeah, the- lab
7: podcast series. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's 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 tough, man. It, it, it really is. Um, it's just it's just we and if people want to bring up when it comes to police, we're talking about not necessarily. People say, "Oh, what about the black police?" But well, you gotta understand, the black police, the people who are black, they've on, they're on that other side. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're on pretty much the other side, so it, it, it's tough to to. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they do it, man. I don't know how they fucking really do don't. it. Really don't. Yeah, I no. wouldn't be able to do it. There
0: honestly. was there was a woman. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the video where a white cop shoved someone, and the the black female officer told him to go like <laughs> go back, like to stand back, and she was yelling at him like you don't do that. Yeah, you I don't touch them like that. Yeah. You know. So it's 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 like. You know, Ugh. you don't have to shoot another officer for doing something bad. But if you see something, say something. Like, don't make an example Ugh. to everyone else. Like, I'm not going to sit back and you allow...
7: You guys do gun. know that it's actually, it's actually in the law, right? It's actually of the law to to react in a physical matter if police are unjustifiably doing things to it's civilians. It's a human reaction. It shouldn't even no, be a law. It should just be- no, 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 no. It is a human reaction which. I mean, it is a human reaction, but you, you do know what the uh, what the bystander law is, right? I mean, the by, the bystander uh, – oh, my God. The bystander uh, syndrome where, like – it's a psychological um, kind of, like, effect where when people see something that's tragic, they sometimes get frozen in time, and they have to pick between – it's kind of like a fight-or-flight thing. They pick between either recording it or do something, yeah. but people always pick, I guess, recording it because – that's more of a i guess a better see that's another thing too like, listen, i don't know how much time you guys have honestly <laughs> 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 so i'm not really trying to ramble or whatever but like that's another thing too like people always get on people when like oh man how come you didn't do anything when you uh freaking uh, when you were there you just recorded but here's the thing you really look at it if the people that were there right in minneapolis right that was recording george floyd if all of them would have said, fuck it. I'm not going to record. I'm actually going to help. Would we have the type of justice or I guess the process of justice that we would be yeah. having now? Yeah. So it's like, that's a really tough decision. You've got to have some type of empathy with that because it's like, okay, if I just record, I'm not helping that person, but then maybe hopefully I can put this on the internet so it can save another life. Or if I don't do anything, I try to save that life right then and there. Not only that maybe I won't even save his life, but I'm also put my life in danger, and nobody else is going to know about it because nobody else is recording, so it's like that that psychological warfare that you have with yourself that's in crazy. that moment is 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 very, very, very heavy,
0: yeah, damn, I agree, yeah, wow, that's a lot of good points made. People are going. They, people are in these comments, like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> Wait, what? Preach, <laughs> Me? preach. We're on yes, Facebook? yes, on Facebook. So, yeah, I definitely you made a, a lot of really good points um, today. I, I have to agree with uh, pretty much everything that you said. <coughs> um, you know, like I, I, mean, honestly, I can't argue with any of it. But yes. people are really, people really have to understand that. Um, you know this is being highlighted now and a lot of people are kind of like oh you guys are upset because it's this is always happening it's mm-hmm. always happening all the time and it's so sad that we have to lose lives period but if this is what has to happen like i hope Brianna George and the others understand that their lives were not lost in vain like we're going to make yeah. change so that this is added, i don't think anything's going to happen right now to where this never happens again cuz even daily we're getting stories about this continuing to happen but hopefully it's definitely a lot less and we implement some real change.
7: So, so I guess to um, kind of like just, you know, I know we're over like the 15 minutes, but I guess I have like, you know, kind of one thing I want to say real quick is, you know, and I'm going to be like completely honest with you guys, the change that we're looking at right now, unfortunately is not going to happen in our lifetime. It's not going to happen in your children's lifetime. And maybe even before then, Mm -hmm. however, However, that does not mean that we need to not do what we need to do, um, not only against the system, but also internally too. Yeah. Um one of the things that I challenge, you know, my people of color, my black people, is to um not only get educated of the system, but also get educated of yourself. Get educated of your black, you know what I'm saying, your black history. Um if you haven't looked at a documentary or a, a type of show, it's called Hidden Colors. Oh, That's yes. Something, you know, yeah, you already know what time it is. Tari- with
1: that. Tari- um, Tari- 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 yeah, Machir. man, we are
7: talking about the Moors and all that. You yeah. know? Like, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I mean, like, you know, for the most part... I've, you seen, definitely,
1: all f- I've seen all five.
7: But yeah. so you can definitely learn from that. Um, also, too, the same people that I know who are talking about Black Lives Matter and that is pretty much fighting for the cause... It wasn't really fighting for the cause before then, but that's not that's 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 okay. But you know they're fighting for the cause now. But here's the thing: how you can internally fight for the cause is to buy black. At the end of the day, that's something that we have to do within our communities, and that's the honestly that's the one thing that we can control within our communities is to encourage each other to pretty much not necessarily. Because here's the thing: you can't tell me that we don't have money. It's not necessarily that we don't have money. It's is that? We don't spend our money where it's supposed where it's, where it's supposed to be necessary. We don't have
1: money. a unified front.
7: It's not even just a unified front. Listen, if ten people, right, if you, me, Jess, and all the other people, right, that's in these comments right now, except for buying Tide, except for buying Tide, buy a black owned uh, large attorney <laughs> company. Yeah. Um, except for um, you know buying Fruit of the Loom, you buy a black owned you know underwear company. Yeah. That is one of the little things that you can do to really shape the culture. To really crazy. Yeah, man, it really is. And you know it, by, it, it,
1: let's do it, man. Let's let's find a black owned company that we Tribe
0: can Tribex by Rico.
7: Tribe
1: X, Tribe
7: yeah. X. Yeah, everyone, Tribex. Tribex. Yeah, Tribex. Yeah. Yeah, Tribex. You know what I'm saying? Um also too, I will say this. Um one of the companies that I have is the Bishop Group, which is uh, it's a it's consulting and branding uh, agency where I help people with social media. I help people with pretty much uh, all all walks of, of trades. If they need something, if I can't do it, um, then I pretty much refer to anybody else that can definitely help them with the services. But if anybody that wants to pretty much start a business or take their business to the next level, um, you know, please contact me. Uh, my well, my regular Instagram is Marvel Bishop, and then also my my branding company is also called the Bishop Group. Um, and and we for everybody confused,
1: I know my boy, Sean is going to be like, "Well, his name's not Marvel Bishop. His yes, name.
7: My name is Marvel Bishop. Yes, yes, <laughs> Verbatim. Verbatim, that is my yes, yes. yes, yes. that is, that is my name, okay? Like all my birth certificates. <laughs> like, and um, that's just, you know, for me, just because like for me here's the thing, I am pledging a lot of my time right now. That people that don't really have the, I guess, maybe the, the knowledge or maybe like the foresight on how to properly brand their company, I want them to help them so they can pretty much get them a fighting chance so they can pretty much prosper in their business. Gil, you know what I'm saying? You can, you, you're you like one of my best testimonies. Well, the first time we met, what did I do?
1: We had a consultation.
7: Yeah. And then what happened? I you know I helped you change yep. up your whole entire scope.
1: Yep. Yeah, literally, the oh. podcast name, uh, the podcast cover, the podcast location, the, the backdrop, uh, a lot of a lot of the things that I have done as a content creator stemmed from my conversations with Marvel and legit like we we did the interview and you're like, no, we're not doing this in here. We're going to do it in your living room. I'm like, what? Uh, uh. You know, just this stuff, stuff like that. They help. And that, I even started consulting because of our consultation.
7: Yeah, man. And that's where it's at. That's what that is. You know, at the end of the day, iron sharp is iron, man. Yeah. And just because, um, you know, you know, and, and, that, and that's what that's what pretty much I'm giving out and uh, helping the other, uh, you know, the other, you know, especially uh, other black owned businesses as well, too, to help them shape and to help them, uh, you know, uh, build their brand as well, too, and help their business out. So I know I took out way more of your time. <laughs> I do apologize i do i know i i feel i feel just kind of like cringing a little bit oh we
1: gotta go to the next guest oh, we
7: gotta go.
0: you know what i'm saying so um, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine i hope, <laughs> I hope. they're all like uh you, know uh-huh, you got, told me 6:30." no i think that's the, it that's part it. Part it yeah
7: you you hit the nail on the head we I gotta
1: get you thing. in the studio soon though yeah
7: man anytime you guys are ready for for a, a one-on-one interview or one-on-two interview you know what i'm saying uh I'm, I'm I'm down. I mean, you know, we can also, we can interview each other. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind, you know, having you guys coming on, you know, Convos with Bishop, my one-on-one, uh, you know, platform as well too. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think I already shouted out my stuff already. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Marvel Bishop, my consulting and branding company at the Bishop Group. And also too, on YouTube, Marvel Bishop TV, we have Convos with Bishop where I have one-on-ones, the lab podcast series where we have really cool gents where we talked about Culture, life, guy talk, pretty much entertainment, music, sports, everything in between. Um, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that's it. You can find some other things too, like my gaming channel on on YouTube as well. Um, and honestly, before I leave, how long did it take you guys to really time that culture theory? Like, don't do it now. Don't do it now because it's kind of freaky. It's kind of freaky. Like, like, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about when you guys like time yourself to say culture culture theory
1: how long did it take
7: oh
0: my god this is our culture theory thing that is was from
1: s- from 2016, 2016. <laughs> we just said <laughs> it together at the same time too. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: hey guys man, this is jess crazy.
7: and this is gil and welcome to culture, culture theory. theory yeah hey man that that is amazing <laughs> for real. That, that's dope now god listen jess gil love you guys definitely um thank you so much for having me um it it's good good definitely been you. an honor Yes, and um, I hope I definitely brought you guys some value in your in your in your viewership. Oh, you lit up the comment
0: section. Oh so yeah, thank you for that.
7: <laughs> well, please send me well please send me the link to that content. I'm gonna
1: post it on my Facebook. So go on my Facebook right now.
7: Right, I got you, bro. I right, man, I right. love guys. All right, have a good one.
1: That was dope. That, that was dope. crazy.
0: All right, sorry guys. Um pushing it back. <laughs> We're calling Vanessa later, but she's like, mm-hmm, I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. So who's who's next? So next we have Sean and Shantae.
1: I'ma just call them right. One oh, of my so we're calling Shantae married? or Sean.
0: Shantae, we're calling Shantae. Okay, gotcha. Yes, I said you Shantae. I mean they're they're a one. You get married, you're just one. Now.
1: Hello?
4: Hey. hey. Hey
0: Shantae. How you doing?
8: Good. Hold on. Let me put on here. Okay.
0: How are you guys? Good. good. Is Sean? Is Sean with you as well? Yeah. I'm oh I love you guys. So What's going much. on, guys? Hey guys? How you doing? Nothing so much. How are you guys? We're good. 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 How have you guys been doing this week? How are you feeling? haha <laughs> That's the question
1: wild
8: <laughs> <laughs> i think we're on the better side of this week um we didn't start off this week that great but we're i think we're getting a little better each day okay
0: sure. Sure. i've been seeing sean on social just Man. like shutting people down Man.
1: how has
9: that been bro it
1: can we talk about that I, are, you, I, are you good to talk about that now
9: yeah i am i mean you know kind of, kind of like marvel I'm, I'm definitely in a better headspace today than i was about a week ago or earlier this week um and i'm if, if you know me i'm i'm super chill bro um i'm non-confrontational but it's it's just something about all this where it's like yo i will not have this we will not have at all no. like <laughs> just shutting down everything that was coming my way is like no satan i rebuke you i don't got time for it today
0: absolutely um, yeah me and my me and my husband are friends with sean and I was just sitting on the couch and he's like, yo, Sean's going in. And I was like, what's Sean?
1: <laughs> what's Sean?
0: Like, nah. I didn't see, nah,
1: I didn't so. see that. I just saw um, your tweet on Twitter, like, not today or something like that.
9: <laughs> yeah. Wh- what, what,
1: what was happening? What was happening?
9: Man, so much. Um, so first, uh, first, basically, someone commented on a post. Um, and I don't even, at this point, I don't even, don't even remember what the post was about, aside from probably Black Lives Matter. And then someone hopped in my comments and was just like, Well, looting and I was like, Let me stop you right there. <laughs> yeah. And from, from there on, I've kind of just been going just like, in different comment sections um comment sections and just going off on people like, bro, like you don't get it. You're part of the problem. Nah. Yeah. Don't even talk like that. Just keep your mouth open. Yeah.
0: This is definitely um the time of if you have nothing nice to say just don't say yeah, anything at all like this is this should be a perfect example of that i know it sounds childish but really right now if you don't have anything nice to say or if you're going to say something that's insensitive or definitely oh my god the racist stuff that's been coming it's just like please uh, just did why did you see
1: do you guys hear about the detroit popcorn company no,
0: no i don't think
9: we have
1: so i'm a i'm going to post a picture of it right now and pretty much what happened was this company decided. this the owner of the company decided to comment on a facebook page and say that they want now you wonder why police put um necks on their knees on their necks yikes oh here it goes right here i got it i got the post right up here on the screen i don't know if you guys can see it it says they wonder why they need knees on their necks and this was a uh A company in Detroit.
0: They didn't spell knees or there,
1: right? Yeah. (laughs) So right. So the guy, his name is Evan, and the original owner who sold him the company called him and said, "I need you to resign. You're no longer the company, and I'm going to sell this company to a person of color." Ooh. And this guy's and this company is like 97 years old. Oh wow. So oh, that's telling. The owner of the company, the previous owner. has more sense than you and it's weird like this guy's a younger younger dude evans yeah so it's very sad like it's a lot of companies a lot of things coming to light like even adidas there's a a designer uh, who works for adidas and she was talking about how she would report racist remarks and racist uh tension inside her her facility And human resources will just say, yeah, it's nothing. You're just overreacting.
4: Yeah. Mm. So
1: it's so many stories. And that's what I was talking about when Marvel was talking about the, uh, no Marvel, but Rico mentioned, uh, racism and like the major racism and like killings and shootings. And I was thinking to myself, what about the covert racism? What about the racism that's in the workplace that, that happens every single day, but you know, it's, you can't really shout it out because it's, it's hidden. It's,
8: Yeah, Yeah, and I think the scary part about all of this is, like, I I don't know, like, as I talk to people online, because I try my best to protect my peace as much as I can, because I can't function. Like, I still go to work every day. I've worked through COVID. Like, going online and realizing as people come out and say their truth, um, realizing, like, they don't have any real knowledge to back up what they're saying. No. Yeah. Like, they're not even educated enough to, like, Push why you believe what you believe. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, how do you say it? Like, Sean is a lot more calm than me. Like, if I need to be a radical, I, I can definitely be a radical, but like, that's not my first, like, method. I'm not gonna just automatically come to you to debate. But if you're gonna say something ignorant, let me challenge your ignorance. Let me at least find out, you know, I can be logical and say, hey, okay, tell me why you think what you think, and then I'll tell you why historically you're wrong. But if you're not even going to logically have a conversation with me, that I don't even want to entertain it. Like, you're just telling me your opinion, and your opinion is wrong. And that's it. Like, there's once I realize you can't back up what you're saying, your, your statement is invalid. And I'm going to make sure that everyone else who reads this thread is going to know that your statement is invalid. Period.
1: And that's one thing period. I've been doing a lot, too. Um, just reading threads. Like, I've become obsessed. I'm obsessed with Twitter and Reddit and Instagram. But <laughs> the, the comments... Uh, do you know who Tony Northup is? The Kelsey silver-haired, Northup? silver-haired photographer guy on YouTube. He has a beautiful wife, Chelsea Northup. Anyways, uh, they're they're white, and he's been going on Instagram posting, you know, the Black Square, then posting a lot of, you know, Black Lives Matter type sentimental, you know, pictures. And everybody's oh. on his comment section are like, "I didn't follow you for this. Stop with <laughs> so political crap." it's like, How's this a political crap? What what's so, what about this is being political?
9: What and you find that everywhere, from gamers to clothing, and it's it's literally becoming the stigma of like shut up and dribble, like yes. stay in your lane. Yeah. And and it's it's sickening. It's it's super sickening to the point where like for my own mental stability, I had to I had to filter it to myself and just say hey like sean like you gotta you gotta calm down on how much you're going through these comments because you're i'm not trying to get enraged Yeah. um in in any way that i approach and i think my whole goal is like i want to be able to approach people in love and try to extend grace um expecting the same in return and just try to keep conversations going but yeah. a lot of people aren't trying to have conversations right the, you know the
1: funniest thing um yeah, the day before yesterday and it's, it's during this whole pandemic, during this whole crisis, a pandemic within a pandemic yeah. is it, elderly white woman. Well, not really. old. she's probably like her 50s or 60s. I guess that's pretty old. I'm just being mean. <laughs> just, hey, how you doing? <laughs> but, wow. And just like looked at me and is like. And just kept looking and and I was like, you know what? i was like wow i guess nobody's saying hello today and i just walked away i was like damn man it's like like, it's it's like right now we're at a time where there's like racial tension is high and i'm like you know what i'm like screw all that this lady's a woman i'm a man she's here she's in my presence i'm walking towards her like you know i grew up you know with with courtesy and you know respecting people so if you come into a space you say hello so i'm walking up to this woman hey how you doing I was like, wow, nobody's saying hello today. And I just walked away because it's just like, what the hell? And my wife always says, like, why do you entertain these white people? Like, just stop <laughs> saying hi. <Just laughs> stop. Oh my stop. That
8: sounds like me. Sean yeah. is, like, always friendly. He's always going out of his way to say hi to That's people. And me. then, like, I'm like, dang, am I mean? Am I bitter? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Is that but that a wife he's thing? Yeah, that's a wife thing. But I'm like, when someone doesn't respond well to him, I'm like, nah, I'm going to set this whole place on fire. This is the nicest person yeah. on the earth, yeah. and you won't say hi to him. Like, I <laughs> don't appreciate this at all.
1: Yeah, my wife's the same way. When somebody disrespects me, she's like, uh, no.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God
9: for the black queen's uh, yes, um. Oh.
0: Wow. Dang. That's That's... That's wild. Yeah, That's It happens. <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't even think it has anything to do with now. I think if it was like a month ago, I still think she wouldn't have said anything to you.
1: And then we find out she's actually deaf. <laughs> oh, right. no. That was, the, that, that
9: was my first thought. No. No,
1: I had my ear in, so I was extra loud. So I was like, <laughs> I'm like hey, how you doing? And she just looked at me and just, I'm like, well, I guess nobody's this saying fun, hello I'm today.
9: This is only right now anyway. Walked yeah. out. <laughs> I mean wow. I think
8: one of the things that me and Sean have like realized in this as well like as much as we need to have these conversations with white people Hispanics, Asians like we still need to have c- conversations within the black community yes, yes like, a lot we, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into full detail because I know like, it's going to put people on blast but I had a conversation where I was saying like this is what this group should do and or this person should do and the group that i was in literally told me uh why would you do that that's never going to happen um things aren't going to change and what if they don't do that and this isn't they just instantly like shot me down yeah. and this is a group of black and hispanic people and it made me like realize we are in mental slavery. Like
4: mm-hmm.
8: we have to understand that there, uh, we have to give room for things to happen. Like you can't shut things down before they even start. Like, yeah,
1: there's like a war within this war within this war. We have colorism. And, and this, we have, right. Y- it's y-
8: not the first thing that we should tackle by any means, mm-hmm. but it's definitely up there. Like yeah. once we get white people, we need to, tackle our own community and our mindset and and try to move forward with that because it's it's kind of scary to really hear how people think of what they really deserve
5: yeah
1: well i was like that that moved me my watch told me to stand up right (laughs) Man.
0: oh wow okay so So if you could say anything you know because we got sean the social justice warrior out here fighting the good fight um, <laughs> and you have your wife, Shantae out here. Who's, who's kind of, it's funny. I guess the, the, the scripts are being flipped right now. Cause I guess more so, I guess you guys believe that Shantae would have been someone to say something, but now Sean's kind of like rising, mm-hmm. you know, from the ashes. Um, yeah. what's something that you guys want to say out there right now as, you know, someone who's just at home, what can you do? From your home right now, what can you say to get people to understand, just to understand that this yeah. is just not the time for this kind of stuff? Because I've, I've been having these arguments with people as well who are saying and doing things, and I, I'm trying to explain to them, like, listen, dude, this is not the time. Like, even if this is how you feel, this is not the time. What's something you want to say to those people to get them to understand whatever you got going on, save it for tomorrow or change it all together? What, what would you like to say to those people?
8: I mean, I think it's it's hard to say that. You know what I mean? Like, I think me and Sean are in a place where we acknowledge that everyone has a role to play in this. Yeah. Everyone has something to do. If, if it's your job to be silent, be silent. If it's your job right now to edify and, and tell people, like, what's going on and the history behind this systemic racism, then do that. If If it's your job to go out and protest in the street, do that. If it's your job to bring people into your company and, like, give them a seat at the table. Do what you can. Like, I know that's not a a thing to do at home, but everyone has a role to play and it's your job to figure that out. Like, if you really think that all black people are just on welfare and are just trying to live off of your tax dollars, then you clearly need to shut up and you need to really look into history. You need to really watch some... Netflix documentaries, listen to a podcast. You need to realize that it's well known that most people who are on welfare are of Caucasian race. Yeah. Like it's it's known that people who are on food stamps who are committing food stamps fraud are people who are mostly white. And of course, there's no one thing that's gonna cover every race or anything like that. But if you actually took the time to learn about your own culture and mine, you'll realize that half the stuff you're saying or half the stuff that media is pushing is ignorant and has no Absolutely. actual fact or knowledge backing it. So it's like, I think everyone has a job. Even black people have the job of learning more. Like as yeah. much as I know about black culture, there's still so much more that I still need to learn. Like I watched oh, yeah. a documentary on like black Panthers because I'm like, yeah, now we're here. We're getting the attention, but what's next? Like, yeah. I'm not saying we need to be walking around with, like, weapons of mass destruction on our shoulder or in a Maybe black beret or whatever, but, like, it's
9: it's
8: we need to know why they were pushing for what they were pushing for. Like, let's let's keep this going. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep um, going to the next step. Beautiful. I don't know.
0: Beautifully put. Absolutely. Education is so important, especially right now. Um, But one thing I will say is definitely if you don't feel like it's your place to educate people, don't feel like you have to. I know a lot of people have been coming to me and saying, oh, I have a lot more um, either non-black people or a lot of white people coming to me to ask, well, what should I say or what should I do? um we're not obama yeah. we're not you know we, we're not the president it's of anything yeah <laughs> so i personally at first i was kind of like well you shouldn't say this or so do that because that's insensitive but at the same time it's, it's like kind of common sense or if you want to better understand why we're reacting in this way and what you can do go out and look for um numbers that you can text to to you know contact congress or to sign petitions or th- do what you, do what you can do it's mm-hmm. not our job every individual black person is not the ambassador of black people if you yeah. really come to a point where you're just like, Hey, I don't understand this or I don't understand that and you can't Google everything yeah. as much as we want to believe that. But if it's if it's something as simple as like, why is this offensive? I could find you a hundred million articles or a hundred million posts that just explain why saying all lives matters is offensive or why we're fighting what we're fighting for now. You know, X Y Z. There's a million statistics, there's so many things you can do. You know it's so
1: weird. They love hip hop, they love rap, they love our style, they love our clothing, they love our dance. But they don't love us.
9: They love the culture, but they don't love us. That's yeah. crazy.
1: Because mm-hmm. you're saying all this, and I'm just imagining this—the people that have been asking me stuff—and I'm like, this dude, this chick—they—they're into this. They like dance. They like break. They listen to this music. They love all this stuff, but they don't know how to converse with me properly without offending me. That's weird.
9: Bro, I, I literally commented on like IGN's post because one guy was like, just—it was probably just a trope—and he was like. Well, they should go back to Africa so that they can be "quote unquote" free. Oh. Um, and I was like, "Hey, yo, someone tell Kevin to go back to Europe and stop using seasoning,
4: yeah. because
9: like, like everyone's ignorant. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's everyone's No one's coming from trying to come from a place of love. No one's trying to have sit down. Sit so down,
1: my home. my thing is, it's is also it starts from the education too, like with school, because yeah. you yeah. know where we were taught, uh, you know a lot of different uh cultures history growing up in schools and we were kind of like rushed through ours, and we only know just a little yeah we came from we got ships and then the ships did here and then we came here and then they you know we had the manifest we had the manifest destiny and all this other stuff and screw all that they stuff and we're free. the
8: slave trade and then they jump forward to martin luther king and yeah. malcolm x yes. and rosa parks and then that that's black history month guys yep. he did it we we're did done. it they
1: watched that cartoon
8: there's so much that happened in between and even like just the knowledge of like, oh, they have vilified like Black Panthers. And they never really stopped and talk about all the good that they did for the community and how yeah. they really like brought us forward. Like they were teaching black people the law. So when they got arrested or like pulled over, they knew what to say and what their rights were because they, most of them couldn't read or actually had the formal definitely not legal information you know like it's, it's just crazy that for so long we were taught one narrative about black history and and now we really have to do so much to to teach our younger generation and the older generation because they're ignorant too mm. <laughs> about That's... what really happened and why it happened and you know how we can build upon it now
1: and then that's the thing, too, with uh, you, you m- keep mentioning the Black Panthers. It's, it's always that that that's a negative connotation added to when you hear the Black Panther Party. Yeah, always. And, and it's, and it's always, always weird. Right. And mm-hmm. and then when you when you actually do your research and fi- and uh, realize who Fred Hampton was, I believe he was one of the founders of the Black mm-hmm. Panther Party and for the things that he was doing for his community. And, and you realize, oh, wow, this was actually a, a really good thing. But yep. it was considered a gang and a, in a, uh, what do you call that? Uh, yeah, like terrorist. A, a, a terrorist community. But, yeah. he, but here, but here the Hells Angels is uh, is a group of white men who who are mo- mostly racist, biking around the world. And you have the KKK, which is okay. But a group that's feeding and taking care of their community is a terrorist organization. Yeah. Because you don't understand it. Yeah, and
8: you know it's just. It's not even that they, they understood what they were doing. Like the the government understood what the Black Panthers were doing. They were uniting Black people. They were giving them knowledge. They were um, teaching them the law that they didn't want them to know and understand. And they knew that if and it's been said so many times, if we actually as the black as Black people actually were unified, they wouldn't be able to stop us. Mm-hmm. You know that's why they keep us divided. That's why they keep teaching us colorism and they keep showing us like, yep. oh, to be afraid of each other or that we're not good enough or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know all the things that they subliminally actually like shut down our throats. But... At, to the, the of yeah, like at the end of the, the of day like... If, mm. if we were to truly just pour into ourselves, build up our own b- businesses, actually support our own black dollar, actually just educate our own kids and like just grow us as people like it would be over for most of these big corporate companies period like you built your whole generational wealth on our backs and if we took that back like what would you have to show wow i i mean i don't know that was beautiful it's a lot, nonetheless. It's, it's a lot, and I, it, but it, it starts with up. starts with
1: these type of conversations.
0: Absolutely,
8: honestly, yeah. yeah, it does. And I will say, like, I've had very healthy conversation with white people in the last two weeks. Like, yeah, sure. real, like, let's talk about racism for real conversations. Like, and I appreciate that because it, it makes me feel seen yeah. and hurt more than I've ever been before. And I think. You know, that's why I, I'm that's why I'll take the time to talk about it. Like that's how Jess was saying, like not everyone wants to talk, but if I actually feel comfortable with it and you come to me, I will speak to you. Like if yeah. I genuinely see that you're trying to be a part of the the resolution and not a part of the problem, like why wouldn't I? Like talk?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So. that was beautiful. That was beautiful. We Thank appreciate it guys. guys.
0: Thank you guys for we appreciate no, thank you. no, we definitely we definitely want people to hear, you know, I mean, we're gonna we have a mix of people coming on today to talk, but we definitely want people to hear like, this is this is what black people truly want. You know, we're not out here looting to loot, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say like, okay. it's only white people loot, you know, um, we all you know, have the windows open, you know, but you know, we're not looting the loot. We're not fighting the fight. We're not arguing to argue. We're not protesting to protesting. We're doing this for something. Some people are doing it for other reasons, but we're out here fighting the good fight because we want real change. And for people like Shantae and Sean and me, and even though my husband's white, you know, me being half black, my child, I don't know what my kid's going to look like. You know, Vic's kind of Vic's, really? Vic's pale, so pro- probably pale. <laughs> but, um, you know, Vic made a comment to me the other day about, and Vic really wants kids. And he said, you know, I'm afraid that if my son, like, he may not look black, but he is black. We don't know what he's going to look like coming out. And I'm afraid yeah. for him. Like, I'm afraid to have kids knowing that this is what he would have to be a part of. This is a life he would have. And hearing really my fun. husband say that is so sad. And for, like, young black or interracial couples, it is it is a real legitimate fear. We had a friend of ours say that, because um, she's black, her son's black, you know, if 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 this, if I knew it was going to be like this now and I didn't have my son, I don't think I would have had kids. I don't even think I would have thought even about having kids right now because I'm afraid for my son and I'm afraid for any future kids that might come along. Actually, I don't even know if I want to have any more. And it's, yeah. it's, 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 re- it's really scary. So for the people that really don't understand why we're doing this, it's so that we can have a future. And we understand, like Marvel said, it may not happen in our lifetime, mm-hmm. the next generation, the one after that. But if we can every decade or every generation pass one more law, have a little bit more rights, there will come a time where we'll feel comfortable. Everything's not going to be perfect because crazy people are crazy people. They mm-hmm. exist no matter what but if we can make the world a little bit safer for our people and i know it sounds selfish when we say black all um you know black lives matter and people all lives matter yeah they should but they don't and right now we need the focus to be here and that's what mm-hmm. we mean by black lives matter not only black lives matter but just right now we need everyone to support um and just to understand that everyone faces their challenges they do but as a race i think black people in this country can say comfortably they definitely have a fear of am i going to come home am i going to wake up you know from doing regular stuff mm-hmm. if i have one more non black person tell me exactly. i've been stopped by the cops yeah what were you doing uh, something illegal um yeah you know we're not getting <laughs> stopped for uh, reading um, playing in the park running doing you know regular stuff you know and
8: this is different stopped by the police it's like we're getting killed by the police like even if even if whatever they were doing was illegal then i have the right of a trial i have a right to
9: defend myself
8: i don't even get that opportunity bro so so what's the that's the issue like you want to say it's just you want to say that it's the government is written for everybody but then if i do make it to a courthouse the jury is predominantly white to, di- to dictate what my outcome and what my future is. So when it's it, not
6: even my peers. It's not
8: my peers. peers. It's not yeah. someone that's going to understand where I came from. It's not understanding that if I stole food from uh, corner stores because I don't have anything to eat. Like, you know, that's not the logic of when you have a completely dem- different demographic. Like, there's so much that needs to be changed. And I know that, like, people want to push the all lives matter thing. But, like, let us have our moment. Mm -hmm. Like, we haven't had this platform, we haven't had social media, we haven't been able to control the narrative like we have right now. Just let us have this and help.
9: It's just the concept that, like, whenever people pop up in different comment sections and they're just like, well, I'm like too, like, I should matter. It's like, bro, you never realize that you never have to be like, yo, this is so amazing that, you know, white people are on this platform. No, that's not a thought because white people are always in the forefront. Yeah. Like, my thoughts see probably see black people like, like this are, are doing something with video games or movies or in television. I'm just like, yo, look at all these black people. Like, it's, it's a difference. That's not yeah. thought for you because it's your norm. Yeah. Yeah,
8: that's yeah. true. Wow. So, one day at a time. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this is deep. This is deep. This is crazy. This is beautiful. Man, we might have to do another one of these episodes. We have to do a part two. Right? This yeah. is. You know, we're awesome. here for it what <laughs> love it we love to see it well thank you guys so much again um thank you for talking you. to us thank you if we do a part two we definitely let you guys yeah, know we want to um, we do a part two where we talk about uh maybe some of the things that are being put in place or the changes that have been made um yeah. since the beginning Hopefully. of these protests i mean good yeah. golly if nothing's changed in these last couple weeks like that's that's saying a lot but thank you guys yeah. again for coming on um, love you guys. Of course. All right guys, and good we'll night. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye. Oh, that's great. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, who do we have next? Next we have Vanessa. So, Vanessa's not black. She's the only I think she's the first non-black person. She's Puerto Rican. Um, uh, but she is an ally. Um <laughs> I love you. I don't know if she's watching live right now, Hopefully. Hope she yeah. picks
1: up. I didn't her. Hello. Hello. Is this Vanessa?
0: Yes. Hi, Hi, Vanessa.
3: Hi, Jessica. Hi, Gil. Hi. How are you? I'm nice to meet you. Well, nice, nice to, to meet you, Gil.
1: Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> are you so. watching the video?
3: I am watching the video. Oh, awesome. right now. Yeah, okay. I see you just got off. Oh. Hi,
0: I'm welcome done. to the podcast. You're famous now. I'm
3: famous. I'm ready for my close up, guys. Oh,
0: my gosh. <laughs> extra pay at work i'm a star now i want a pay raise <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for coming on with us so thank um you for having me as i told everyone you're going to be our first non um black speaker today but you are an ally no. definitely yes i've been having i talked to Vanessa like every day
10: but i've been having conversations
0: <laughs> with her about what's been going on and you know some of the the Thoughts that are kind of floating around and just having conversations with her also about like I'm not gonna get into it because we all kind of know each other, but some <laughs> we the, know we <laughs> we know some of the insensitive comments that have kind of been going around and just like how that feels. So first, I'm gonna start off with how are you feeling? How are you doing?
3: I'm doing, I guess, like as all the other speakers were saying, I'm doing a little bit better. Um, I mean, you go through social media and you just it becomes just a lot. I mean, I can't yeah, yes. say that I'll ever, like, you know, I'll never fully understand, of course. then you see, like, the obvious big things that are going on, with you know, George Floyd um, and all the protests. But then all the people coming out with their own personal stories of their interactions with the police. Um, and it's just, it's a lot, yeah. um, you know, I, as you know, but I mean, I'm looking, I'm Puerto Rican, um, but I'm also, as you can see there, I'm very fair-skinned. I can probably wipe past a good portion of the time. Um, I don't feel scared when the police pull me over, and I can't ever say that or ever really understand. Um, so when I see it just constantly play out every day and playing out so much, everyone coming forward with their own story, it's just, it's exhausting. Like, I've, I've cried. Like, it's just, it's a lot to take on. Vanessa's a cry. But hopefully changes. I'm a crier. I'm so emotional. But, you know. Yeah.
0: So I want to ask. So, you know, mm-hmm. even though you're not, you're not white, obviously. You're Latina. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when you see other like not even just white people but like anyone who's not black so other people of color or white people saying and like trying to switch the narrative to all lives matter or saying or doing insensitive things how does it make you feel as someone who's an ally but also you know on the other
3: side um i mean i definitely so, so this just two parts a so part of me is internally like it's, you're an idiot i mean i don't want to be like okay. so so bland about it but i mean you're not wrong it's Part of me wants to, you know, educate and, you know, help people understand. Because, I mean, I get it. yes, my life matters because like, I am a human being on this planet, but my life isn't the one being attacked on the daily. Yeah. Um, like, I don't have, you know, nobody clutches their purse tighter as I walk by. Nobody, you know, locks their door as I walk by the car. It's, it's different for me. My, my life matters, but my life isn't being attacked right now. So, part of me wants to educate and just be like, no, sit down, Let, let's have a talk. Um Internally, I'm just like, "What is wrong with you?" (laughs) Have you ever
1: had to educate someone?
3: Yes. How was that? Jessica knows. (laughs) Um, There was a little. I don't. I don't. So this person, we both, me and Jessica, both know. um, You know they they took it in stride the conversation, but I don't think they fully understand um, their we had a conversation with a couple of people that they very much a group thinker and they felt people were mad at him. So he changed his own narrative because people were mad at him. So I think he's not fully grasping it. Um, maybe we'll get that. I don't know. He, he's, he's a project. I think he's going to be a project. Hmm. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's, weird.
1: It's, it's weird yeah. how uh, you have to force mm-hmm. somebody to understand, or you try to force someone to understand that Hey, my life is at risk all the time systemically mm-hmm. and e- even like like right in front like we're getting pulled over by police officers is a, a threat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's kind of weird that you have to explain that to somebody hey when people pull me over they see a threat they say I'm walking down the street hey I bike and I I'm, I also used to run so I used to frequent this park so I would have to literally slow down because I don't want to scare people. That's just something that's, oh, there's something wrong with you then. No, because if I continue to run next to this white woman, she will freak out. And she will try to mace me or she will try to say something. I'm trying to attack her because that's the narrative. So it, it, it's, it's weird how you have to like force that to force spoon. into somebody like, hey, this thing happens not to you, but it happens to black people. And this is why they're protesting. And it's so annoying and weird that you have to like force somebody to understand that
0: it's weird that you have to force someone to understand that like human decency should be for everyone Mm -hmm. not for a select group of people or sometimes or when the situation calls for it you know when when people say things like all lives matter yeah they should yeah all lives should matter but they don't but they don't yeah. you know and that's across the board for people of color and yeah some of us go through it worse than others and i definitely believe like it in this country at least you know cuz there's the whole world out there outside of the us but in this country at least black people definitely have like the the short end you know and i hate not educating people because like the the teacher inside of me wants to just explain to everyone like this is why it's mean this is why it's sensitive but some people just don't want to mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then they have to change something about themselves in order mm-hmm. to make that it. change and they just don't want to and mm-hmm. it's not like, to admit
3: they were wrong. Yes. They,
0: first off admit they're wrong and it doesn't benefit them. It doesn't benefit someone that is privileged to work on themselves to change the way that they believe or feel in order to help someone. It doesn't benefit them if even if that person that they're helping were to have a better life. It doesn't do anything for them. So and that I think it, that's it doesn't um, that's, yeah. that's,
1: that's that's the reason why they don't care it doesn't really affect them
0: yeah because
1: so, they don't have to go was, home and like oh mm-hmm. go to work or go outside the community and deal with it they're like well well that that's on them all they can some people they literally will just make a instagram post well i this is how I, i'm doing because i don't really care i'm just going to post this let them think that i'm okay with it but i'm not
3: yeah mhm. So, and mm-hmm. even especially me coming from. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead no, what were you no, saying? No, this is your time. Uh, so, <laughs> <especially>, <laughs> so even coming from like, a Hispanic background, I mean, we're taught racism from the get. Don't bring home a black guy. Don't bring home a black guy. Morello? Morello? Don't. Don't. Morello? Hmm?
1: What's the term, Morello?
3: My, oh, Moreno. 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 Yeah, yeah it means like a, a darker person, whether yeah. they're Afro Latino or they're black. Um, You don't bring home someone who's black. Uh, I mean, I think now, like in these days and age, I think well, because I'm 29 and I'm not married, my parents won't like, bring home anyone. But growing up, growing <laughs> <laughs> up, it was definitely like don't bring home anyone black. Like, listen, we're not racist. We have, you know, we have black friends, yeah. <laughs> but don't become a black person, please. I mean, that's something that's popped up even from the get, and it's very interesting because, like, my mom is very, very pale. Like, she she. Is like she looks like a white woman, and my dad is Afro-Latino. Like he's 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 like twice as dark as just, and um, and so it's it's interesting. It's like you, I mean, you're with the one who is the darker complexion. Like what? Like, oh no, but he's Puerto Rican. And it's like okay, mm-hmm. oh okay. That's, oh, that's yeah, well, I get different. that. I
1: hear that a lot. Like I have a lot of mm-hmm. um, black Dominican friends and black Puerto Rican friends, mm-hmm. and and they're on the fence of I'm not black. I'm I'm Dominican. I'm not black. I'm I'm Puerto Rican. I'm, I'm not black. Mm-hmm you you're you're black you you it's 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 in you the melanin the melanin is in you you're black no i'm puerto rican doesn't doesn't (laughs) work like that
0: so i have to ask because i don't understand that either so i know that um in the haitian culture um a lot of haitians especially if they're born in haiti and then immigrate to the u.s like they they get very offended because they don't see themselves as black people the way that, you know, in America if you're American and you see a black person, you're a black person, they don't really care where you're from Mm -hmm. but a lot of Haitian people do not like to be confused with or associated with um, black Americans because they feel as though because they're of a different culture that it doesn't apply to them
1: that's actually every culture (laughs) Nigerian, (laughs) Guyanan Bahamian, Jamaican every other culture, black culture I should say looks down on black americans
0: yeah so do you i, I just i don't understand why do um like Disassociate, yeah Yeah. like what's the disassociation is because i mean black is just we're just referring to like a skin color mostly
1: well from the way i understand it um this nigerian uh, woman was telling me black americans have no tribe they're like scattered all over the place there's no like sense of unity like if my wife, Alex, she's Haitian, we, could eat, this. we eat the same food, we, eat, we speak the same language, we have the same mannerisms, we're Haitian from the same tribe. Black Americans are all over the place, Montana, uh, Georgia, uh, New York, they're black, but they're different and they're still... And I don't know, it's hard to explain, like they're all lost from what, I, that's what she told me, they're all lost. But
0: colorism exists mm-hmm. in Everywhere. Hispanic culture, so why don't you... So it has to it has to be somewhere in there, mm-hmm. because if colorism exists the same way it does in the black community, then like what it's weird. You know, if you're oh, it's OK to be dark because you're Puerto Rican. But mm-hmm. amongst Puerto Ricans, colorism it's, still exists. So it's like yeah. weird.
1: It's, it's it, like Shantae said, it's, it's like a war within the war. We've got to fight this war first then go into the next war because it's, it's, it's a non-ending battle yeah i don't think it will ever stop yeah
3: <laughs> that's wild yeah
1: because even the whole the term morello yeah. like it's More. moreno right moreno yeah moreno <laughs> Moreno, that, that term that that exists yeah it means yes. a darker hue skin tone
0: exactly. italians have like mulies.
1: yeah it's Lianos. so crazy. Like, that's, that's a thing. Like, that's what we've been worrying about for centuries. Like, all this technological advancement, advancement in our culture, we're still worried about race at the back end. Everybody's thinking about it. Yeah, all the time. Yeah.
0: Okay, time. so let me ask. So as a, a non-black ally, um, mm-hmm. what what do you want to say or what advice do you have for people that kind of are either trying to change the narrative or are just constantly standing their ground on this sort of really insensitive language and behavior right now? Like, what can they do Um, to be better?
3: I mean, see, if if you're going to have this stance against it, educate yourself because the the data doesn't lie. Numbers don't lie. Um, The um, anecdotes don't lie. Um, And you're, you're saying you're, you're fighting for this, you know, this other side of the narrative um, but all of the data and stories and visuals exist so disproving what you believe. So, I mean, if you sit down and actually educate yourself um, and stop trying to, I guess, when you're making your argument, you know, change, like, you know, give the argument, oh, well, what about black on black crimes? Like, that's not what this is about. This is about, technically, <sighs> like, the this, this system fighting against black people. Yeah. Um, if you really look into it and educate yourself, you you'll see that you are on the wrong side of the narrative
0: yeah for sure <sighs> all right
4: wow. that's good wow yeah. Thanks. Yeah. thank you thanks vanessa thank you for having me of
0: course <laughs> i miss you so much <laughs> right, vanessa, I love you it was nice I talking <laughs> to you i
3: was nice talking to you all right Bye, we'll guys. talk to you soon Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> all right beautiful
1: Alright, so who's next? Ooh,
0: our second to last caller. So she is um also Haitian. Um I don't know if she's Haitian American hmm. or just Haitian you know, from from the islands. Um but yes, our our next caller um is also a woman of color who who also um knows both Vanessa and I and have heard and seen these uh crazy comments. We've also had conversations about this wild stuff that's been going on lately um i hope she brings the same energy Ooh, that we've had in our conversations because y'all really need to hear some of the stuff that's being said um and some of the, her the feelings is, uh, that we have vivian right vivian i might call her viv but yes vivian Whew.
1: oh um I, I don't think you gave me her number wait did it I just not? it just says vivian c- colon. hold
0: on let's see hold on hold on go down i think i gave it t- did i not hold on <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. She gave it to me, and then I copied it. And I think I forgot to give it to you, Gil. Um, All right,
1: hold on. We need
0: a we need one of those cards. that's like technical difficulties. It just like I plays music. Put one in there. We need to make one of those. Yes, it is, Viv. Yes, we're calling Viv. I need I need someone to I need someone to give me hype. All right, Gil. I'm sending you the number now. <laughs>
1: Okay. So we're going to call her.
0: Yes. Right okay, guys. So I try to find the most flattering photos cuz I didn't consult with any of you. <laughs> Hello.
1: Hello, bonsoir. <laughs> Hi,
5: bonsoir. Hi, boo. Hi Boo. How are you? Good.
0: I miss you so much.
5: I miss you. I'm
0: finding every excuse to buy something so I can go in and Yeah, I'm attention. like
5: every time I turn around, this girl's in the store. I buying am. something. <laughs> I, I literally drive to another city
4: to go to the- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. How <laughs> That's you doing, crazy. Viv?
5: You love us. I am well. How are you?
1: I am good. What's not going really. on? Not really. I, yeah, you know, yeah. as I
5: thought I am well. I was like, I am lying. Yeah. I am really not that great.
0: Mm, so tell us about but it. How are you feeling? What's going on up there?
5: So, um, I wake up every morning heavy hearted, mm. and I wake up every morning crying. Um, I was telling my friend that it's so hard to unplug myself because it's like you kind of want to stay in the know. You want to mm-hmm. know what's going on, and so it's like here I am on Instagram all day refreshing my page, and sometimes I feel like I'm driving my crazy because I'm like I'm going to these different uh, news sites and I'm reading the comments, and it's almost like I'm doing myself a disservice because again I want to stay in the know, but it's it's overwhelming. It's emotionally draining, draining yeah. at this point. So it's like. But I mean, I'm for my people. So whatever I have to do to stay informed, whatever I have to do to, as you guys were saying earlier, to educate my people, that's what I'm for. Beautiful.
0: Cool. So how, how do you feel having a son and seeing everything that's going on right now? Um, you know, because on one end, it's scary to see that this is still happening. There was a, a 74-year-old woman who's joined a protest because she's like, the same thing that's happening to you guys in this generation happened in mine. You know, and for her to be 74 years old and see no change is scary. So how do you feel now seeing that people are fighting so people like your son can have at least a little bit more rights, you know, for in his lifetime?
5: It's heartbreaking. So like I look at him and he's seven. So he loves to tell people, I'm just such a happy kid. I just want to be a happy kid. So to hear him say that, and he literally says that like every single day. So to hear him say that and know that, in about 10 years from now maybe 12 13 years somebody's gonna take that away from him the joy that he has in his heart like that love that he has for every single person somebody's gonna take that away from him and i think what kills me even more is the fact that like I'm here with him now and I see him every single day. There's going to be a time where I'm not going to see him every single day and I can't be there to protect him 100% of the time. So I think of the mothers who are currently going through this like George Floyd's mom where like I can't imagine being the mom on the opposite end of that phone call. Like getting that phone call that my son was gunned down in the street because he looked a certain type of way or because he fit the description of somebody who's not even you know from the area. Just like just thinking about being that mom on the other end of that phone call, every time I think about that, it kills me. Knowing that I can't be there to protect them every day kills me, like, and it's, I'm not the only parent, of course, who feels that way. And all of my friends have, for the most part, have little boys, you know? So we all have sons. So we have these conversations all the time and it's draining. It's so draining to know that my my son, my precious son who, I'm just a happy kid, in about 13 years, when he's about 20, 18, even before then, because you know, at this point now, is they're being racially profiled at 13, 16, just to know yeah. in a couple years, he's not gonna have that feeling anymore where I just wanna be a happy kid. Someone is gonna take that away from him, and I can't deal.
1: Uh, the, I, I like what, I mean, I don't like what you said, but I like what you said, that phrase, they're gonna take that happiness away from him. That's crazy. And that's yeah. true. Like, I grew up, um, a happy kid being happy and wanting to share everything with everybody but then realizing that my neighbors didn't want to play with me my neighbor's father told me that told me and my dad that he can't we can't play with his kids because we're black and you know being a small kid coming from um you know leaving a, a country and coming to america you're not understanding wait why don't why can't i play with them and then my dad has to tell me oh no you can't play with them um they're they're white so they don't like us
5: <laughs> that's insanity yeah. to me like that's crazy that we people still think like that yeah. it's crazy to me that like yo, we're in 2020 and we're still talking about my child can't play with your child because of a skin tone true story so my son um he'll be going to the second grade when he was in kindergarten i want you all to hear this kindergarten one morning, I'm getting him dressed for school, and he says, um, Mommy, the little girl said, my skin is nasty. And I'm like, wait, what? Come again? He was like, um, the little girl, and it's so funny, her name is Jessica, too. Oh, no. He says, Jessica said, she, Jessica said, my skin is nasty because it's brown. And y'all, I lost my mind. I got on the phone so quick. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. I got on the phone so quick and I called his teacher and I'm like, yo, here's what he just told me. And, you know, now she's distraught. Like, I didn't know that happened. So let me reach out to, you know, the little girl and somebody else. And I'm going to reach out to the parents and we're going to have a conference call. Um, Because, again, I didn't know that happened. But to know that a kindergartner, like you guys are five, six years old, to know that at five, six you're already being taught that someone else's skin color is nasty, her words, because it's not the same as yours or because he's dark, a little darker than you. Like, what? Why do you know that at five or six years old?
0: Wow, that's mm-hmm. early. That's, cause the scary part is like, you can't control what your kids learn once they leave the house. But that sounds definitely like a behavior that you learned yeah. from your parents.
5: At that oh, age, you're learning absolutely. that from your parents. Absolutely. Is starting
1: in the home wow and that's trauma that your son will have you know growing up realizing my skin is bad mm-hmm. my, um I, or maybe he might have some type of, of feeling towards towards white women because he right. had this traumatic experience so now when he's when he's around white women he'll be like i don't feel safe and he'll never know why but that came from a trauma he had when he was a kid for sure and and that's stuff that we don't really talk about
0: even me as, like, I'm biracial, and I used to go to the beach a lot with my grandmother, so I was darker. I was probably a couple shades darker than I am now. And um, I experienced racism for the first time from this old white neighbor. I think I've told the story before yeah. about, you know, me and this other white kid ran through her yard. We didn't touch anything. We didn't break anything. We literally just ran through her yard. And um, she let him go, and she kept me and told my grandmother, who's white, you know, when she told her to come over and talk, that i didn't belong in that neighborhood you know i didn't i didn't deserve to be there i didn't belong there and wow. and then you know i went because my I lived with my mom and we lived in predominantly white neighborhoods and i went to predominantly white schools i would get bullied by white kids so up until i was 17 i didn't like white people i didn't feel comfortable around white people i didn't like white guys like it's funny now cuz i'm married to well he's puerto rican italian but you know i never in my life just and, and it's not on looks or whatever just i i couldn't imagine being with a white man um integrating my life with a white family white like a bunch of white friends mm-hmm. i i couldn't imagine that because i had so many bad experience with racist mm-hmm. white people growing up that i couldn't imagine and um I, and I said this, too, I think last episode, my mom was like, why do you always talk about pro-blackness and this and that? How come you never talk about you being white? And I said, everything that I've ever experienced as um, from white people, if that's what it means to be white, then I'm. why would I be proud of that? Exactly. And she looked at me and she was like, I didn't know all this stuff was happening. Like, I understand why you feel that way now. You know, it takes so much longer to to undo the traumas than it did because it only takes a moment for you to say or do something to mm-hmm. someone. And they'll think about that for the rest, for the rest. of their life. Yes. Yes. yes.
5: Oh, my goodness. Yes.
0: So I, I, I don't have kids. And I, you know, until I have one, I won't fully understand. But even just from a psychological standpoint, that stuff stays
5: with you forever. Yeah. Oh, it does it does and a lot of people think that you know once they get to a certain age they forget certain things that is not true hmm. that is not true just because they're kids and you know right now they're uh super innocent there are certain things that happen to them certain things that are said they don't forget that so you can't think oh because it happened to him when he was five once he turns 10 he's gonna forget he's not no no it's with him forever and i tell and people- it's comes to me Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say. So that's why it's up to me as his mom. You know, I speak life into him. You know, we we yes. uh speak our affirmations in the morning. Like I make him feel so good about himself. Like, oh boy, you're so handsome, and you know, you have to talk <laughs> like that. So when yeah. he goes yeah. out into the world and someone says something to him, he's not faced by it because he knows who he is. Yeah. He Correct. knows he can look in the Correct. mirror and he can say, you know, I am handsome. You know, I I love my skin color. Oh, I love this about myself and everything that everyone else can knock down about you. He won't have those insecurities. And that's my job as his mom.
0: Right. I always tell people, don't say or do anything in front of your kids that you're not mm-hmm. ready to explain. And that mm. goes into your point of people don't forget. I feel like it's worse to introduce something negative to a child because they do not forget it. No. And as they get older, they because they never processed it, because... There's certain milestones that kids have, like, you know, when you're a parent, you go to the doctor, your kid should be walking by this age, your kid should be sitting up by this age. Same thing when they develop mentally, your kids can't grasp grasp certain emotions, certain concepts, um, you know, fear, jealousy, whatever, they have to hit a certain age in order for them to really grasp it. And when you do something to a child or to a younger person that they can't understand, or you can't explain to them, they live with that. And you, you have to undo that stuff that they've been living with for years and it just marinates. It marinates. It's not easy. Exactly. So it's super important for people to, to speak. Like you do the affirmations every morning and to let them know they're beautiful and they're loved. And, you know, it's because, that, that's the kind of stuff that they need to have and, and children are sponges
5: mm-hmm. they, oh my goodness yes
0: they hear everything they see everything just because they can't process it or they don't understand doesn't mean like how many times have you just ram- remembered something randomly from when you were young and you don't really know what happened or you know until you were older and were able to process it you know but you always remember what happened um, so it's, it's so important um, for that So I'm going to ask you right now, um, seeing everything that's going on, um, being a mom and being and I feel like black women are always kind of like the mothers to everyone in the community at times like this. Um, What do you want to say to other moms, moms to be about what's going on right now? And I guess let's 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 just focus right now on moms, other mothers right now that have sons and black daughters as well, that might be really stressed out going through a lot. Um, What do you want to say to them in this time?
5: It's almost, you know, for one, educate yourself. Yes. I think that is so big um, because I need to educate myself. I'm his first teacher. right Right. so yeah he goes to school but everything that he's going to learn and that he's going to carry with him throughout the rest of his life is going to come from me so it's up to me now to make sure i'm educated so that when he goes out into the world he's safe and he's protected the best way that he can be so it's just it's hard but to be gentle with yourself to be gentle with yourself as a mother and to be gentle with them um but if i go back to the educate yourself part with all of this going on I know a little bit about my black history but I don't know enough I don't know what I should know so one of the things that I've been doing this week um, is reading up on my black history and I'm gonna teach that to him too so I don't want him to walk around you know a couple years from now he's ignorant he doesn't understand his history he doesn't know his history he doesn't know where he comes from so that's what we're working on this week I've made it my business I went on Amazon I found a whole bunch of black history books for kids You know something that he can read and he can understand at his age level. Can you send us those
1: resources? Yeah, we can definitely
5: post that for sure. So I found a whole bunch on um, Amazon. I was shocked because I didn't think I would find them. But for me, for me, and for every other parent out there who's raising black sons, it's our job to make sure our kids are educated, that they know who they are and so that again when they go out into the streets they're protected and they know how to carry themselves and i hate almost saying that because it's like you have to carry yourself a certain type of way so you're not being stereotyped but hell you're going to be stereotyped anyways right Right. so know how to conduct yourself when you're in certain situations it's just like those are the things that you have to start thinking about right now so that you can protect them later on and that's really all you can do that's beautiful. That's all
0: you could do. Because a, a, a school will really tell your kids about mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King, George Washington Carver, Rosa yep. Parks, and that's it. Call it a day. They they really <laughs> so, will.
5: So, um, and I have this conversation all the time. I've posted this before, and it, it all ties in with what our people go through, right? So I always wondered why they don't teach us about credit in school,
4: hmm.
5: right? So you go to school and they teach you five X minus two Y equals caca. But what <laughs> does that do for me? What does that do for me later on in my life? I really didn't understand the importance of, of credit until about a couple years ago. I never, I was never taught credit by anyone. I grew up with a Haitian mother. She's super Haitian. So, you know, Haitian people, they don't believe in buying anything on credit. Yeah. So I don't have the cash to pay for it right now. I just don't buy it. Right. And and I feel like that's a way they hold us back. So you know how white people live their life? They live their life on credit. They build good credit and they go out and they they get, you know, amazing loans and they're able to start businesses and they're able to project and move themselves mm-hmm. forward. But if you look at the black community, it's not like that. So why aren't we teaching our kids the things that they need to know so that when they get out into the real world, 5Y five, five minus X don't mean shit. I'm sorry, I probably can't curse. Don't Girl, you can curse? You're a curse on it. <laughs> <here. laughs> it don't mean nothing. So, like, that's the things that I want us to start teaching our kids, right? Let's teach our kids everything that they're trying to hide from them. So, you know, you go to Ooh. school and they want you to write a five-paragraph essay. It's, it's very important to have good grammar. It's very important, you know, to be able to speak well. That's all good and dandy. But you're, the white people on the other side of town, they're teaching their kids things that will give them generational wealth. They don't mm. teach us that stuff, and that's how they hold us back. Like, they're holding us back because now, you know, the only thing we're taught, if you notice, the only thing that they flash in front of us is, you know, the nice shoes, the nice cars. And so that's what we all aspire to attain, but that don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. It don't mean nothing if you don't have what you need to be able to build wealth for yourself and for your family, your grandchildren, your grandchildren, children, like, those are the things that we need to take, you know, on Take into consideration and on our own to start teaching our kids the stuff that they need to know so that they can be better in life. So, for me, is that um, last night we watched the movie Rosewood. Have you ever heard of Rosewood? Heard of it, but I haven't heard seen of it. it. Okay, so Rosewood is a, um, was a, based on a true story, a small town in up north Florida where they slaughtered us. They wow. slaughtered a little town where they were self-sufficient. They had their own houses. They owned their own land. Where they is owned that everything. At?
1: Where's the show? Rosewood. No, the, the movie. It's, it's
5: a movie. I You can you can find it on Amazon. I watched it on Amazon last night. But they slaughtered us. Um, again, Tulsa. Tulsa, I'm pretty sure of you guys course. heard of Black Wall yeah. Street. you know. So it's like, these are the things now with everything that's going on, we need to teach our kids um, about economics so that 20 years from now, 50 years from now, we're not still talking about this because at this point, we understand and we know the, the oppression that they have against us. So now we're going to build our own wealth. We're going to have our own everything. We don't need these white people for nothing no more. That's what we need to start doing. That's what we need to start doing I say it all the time, the power is in our Black dollars, the moment that we stop Spending money with these corporations They sending out all these, oh you know uh, We stand with you when Black Lives Matter That don't mean shit, you know why Because you're going to send this email now and You think this shit's going to die down months from mm-hmm. now. you're going to go back, well you know what Fuck that shit, now we need to change Now we need to start setting up our own We need to have our own businesses, our own bank accounts Our own airports, our own grocery stores our own hospitals i remember reading a little while back that uh black women were more likely to die during childbirth because they don't just they just don't give a fuck. and you know why they don't give a fuck? because they know that at the end of the day no matter what we don't have our own to go back to we need them we depend on them and we rely on them and at this point i'm done i'm sick and tired of it we need our own so that's what we need to teach ourselves and that's what we need to teach our kids
1: that wow. was that was strong. I love that, that was.
5: Yeah, I was like, I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. I I spoke to my mom a while back, and she had gotten a lot of money after her father passed, and um, we were having the conversation about money because I also only a couple years ago learned about credit using um, it's a system called Budget Nista. And um it's a whole program, it's a black woman who teaches everyone how to, you know, use money, mm-hmm. credit, everything like that. And my mom was like, I'm so sorry that I was never I was never able to show you how to be good with money because no one taught me. So right. how could I teach you something I mm-hmm. don't know? So very important to, to educate, like you said, to educate yourself, to be able to educate your children. I had a woman um when I at another job that I have um, she came in and um, I was reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, and it's a book about you know learning about credits and things like that. And um, she's like, I I read that book. I read that book three times. It was a black woman, and I was like, Oh wow, really? Yeah, I really like this book. It has a really really good information. This is stuff nobody tells you. And she was like, My daughter's nine years old, and I've already started implementing some of those things in that book. So by the time she's eighteen. We're not starting her first bank account. She's not just learning about credit because when she's 18 is when she's going to go out into the world to do these things, to use her credit. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to
5: teach her that at 18. She needs to know this way Way before. before. Way before. And, And that's the problem. We're not, as minorities, we're not taught that. no one ever sits down to teach us the importance of credit you know the teachers the importance of being you know financially stable to the teachers the importance of savings to teach us the importance of investing we're not taught that at least for me i was never taught that not in elementary school not in middle school not in high school but on again on the other side of town the white kids are being taught that so these kids they leave at 18 and they're fine they're ready they're set good to go because they've been taught that so it's like they have they'll always have that upper hand uh, above us because now they can go and get this big old loan to start the business that they want to they can go and and graduate from school and don't worry about have to worry about you know thousands and thousands of dollars in student loans like they have that we don't have that because we weren't taught it and we weren't taught it on purpose
4: Mm.
0: you know i never thought about that Mm. like until you said it i'm like that's 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 very true, and you know we like you said we can't you know teach others what we don't know, so it's important to educate ourselves. But yeah, that's definitely like never at the forefront. But if you go into any um, predominantly black neighborhood, you can find a pawn shop, you can find a mm-hmm. check Liquor cashing store. place, uh, mm-hmm. instant loans. Yeah. But if you go into a predominantly white or upper class neighborhood, that stuff doesn't exist. One because they don't need that resource, and two, and they've been taught not to use that kind yep. of stuff. You know. But let it be anywhere where we're at in large numbers. And all of a sudden it's here, get this payday yeah. loan at 500% interest here. Oh, get my this. goodness. And Check cashing stores. I wish I was joking. Watch a payday loan commercial. Look at the small text at the bottom and see what the, the interest rate is. I mean, it's it's stuff that you can't even get out of sometimes. If you're at the point where you have to get a payday loan, you're never going to be able to afford yeah. to pay it back.
5: Yeah, yeah. And and again, it's on purpose. Like They set us up to be held back so we can never get ahead on purpose. And I feel like now with everything that's going on, most people, at least I hope so, most people are starting to open their eyes and they're starting to see, you know, I feel like we're sheltered all the time. We know that racism exists and we know that oppression exists, but I feel like we kind of go through it like, you know, I'll be okay, but we don't put the... You know, the better foot forward to make sure that we can change the narrative for ourselves. Correct. So that's what we have to start doing now. You know, it's kind of like,
0: you know, you go to work and you're short staffed and you manage to to work through the short staffing and your boss sees it all of a sudden they start scheduling less people because oh well they can do it and that's kind of like you know in black society it's like we we deal with it because people like oh well they're not gonna die if they have to you know take out an extra loan or they're not gonna die if they don't know about credit they they live they live lives you know so why why it's fine You know, and then also like what Shantae said about, you know, once we attack this war, we have to go back and educate ourselves. We really have to stop believing that just because we can endure this much that we should Mm -hmm. or this is okay, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, as long as you just get by and you, you just live, that's it. No, like we should definitely want better for our own. And, you know, um, like, I've seen the other side of privilege. You know, my family's half white. They're half white Canadians. So, you know, it's it, it really is, you know, a, a whole different thing up there. But um, being, being on the other side and having those opportunities or being a person of color, a black person, that maybe does have this information or does come from a more affluent family, definitely need to learn, like, to educate each other. I learned everything I learned from Budget Nisa. And I went to, like, every black friend that I had and was like do you understand credit do you know why do you know why this works do you know how much money you're supposed to put away did you know that you could be a doctor and for the rest of your life you'll you'll never really get ahead did you know that you have to your you know this has to be more than like and they're like no and I'm like I will put you on game for free right now if you're willing to listen Mm -hmm. because it doesn't you know so it really like after we get through, God knows how long, because I, I, this is going to happen again. But once we get through this, definitely need to look into our communities, helping each other. I definitely have been trying to limit, you know, shopping excessively, you know, like little things here and there to black-owned businesses, supporting my my friends who have clothing stores like Rico with the Tribe uh, tribe, tribe X by Rico <laughs> and some other people to just be like, hey, this is where our dollars need to go right now because these corporations have enough.
5: Absolutely. Well.
1: All right. Thanks, Viv. Thanks oh, for wow. calling They're in. Powerful. And please send us those uh those books because so we can I will post it on the podcast and share them to our friends and families.
5: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for calling Thank in, you.
0: Viv. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Night.
1: Man, we Whew. Yeah.
0: You know, it's weird because um girl, I know she looked fine, didn't she? Um it's weird because you know you see and you talk to these people every day. Like these are friends of ours. These aren't random people that we pick to be on here. It, but it's just so wild to to know that like we're all fighting the good fight yeah, together. It, everybody's
1: we're all in this together. Yeah. But,
0: you know, I expected to be a lot more varying opinions, but everybody's kind of like, nah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so the last call. Um, Going to be my very white husband. Oh, he's like, he ain't doing nothing. I was gonna say I'll, I'll let him know we're calling, but he's <laughs> fine. Uh we've been on it for a
1: two hours?
0: Hot minutes. Let me see. Uh, so it is
1: two hours. Jesus. I'm just Yeah, over
0: two hours. Yeah. We've been oh wow. Oh, my cousin what shared the, what it. What the comments here. looking like? Um, let's see. Sorry. I got I'm sorry. When Viv started talking, I was like, <laughs> um, let's see. Yes. Yes. Sorry. We have uh, a one said, my kids are half Haitian. I think about that all the time. I don't want them to experience none of this, but I know they will. Unfortunately, you can't stop that, you know, but um my friend Brandon said, "I'm writing an ebook, and this forum is a gold mine. Absolutely, oh, yeah. take all the information. We're going to post this, so don't worry. Everyone who wasn't here from the beginning, um, you're going to be able to listen to this whole thing over again." Gabby said, "Yes, come through podcast. Yes, Gabby." Uh, uh, Juan also said, um, "If you're Puerto Rican, you have a percentage of black. No matter what you think, that's true." Um, Vanessa said, "On oh, period, Viv. Yes, <laughs> on period. Period, poop. Um, Vic said um, That's not taught to anyone except the elite That's true, elite as in the private school High class people that get access to certain knowledge The poor minorities don't get access to Absolutely Okay, so Beautiful, that's on Facebook All right. um, I was on YouTube But it's, it's weird, it keeps pausing um, YouTube? Yeah, <laughs> like it's here, it's, it's still live But my comments are, po- I don't think anyone's um, Popping in the YouTube chat so I'm just I'm here with y'all on, right. on Facebook, uh, but yeah. So, so the last person's gonna so Vic be my, will be the last person. Yes, let's call him now. I'm so hungry. I'm I love starving. you, Vic. But yeah, Vic, you gotta keep
1: it short. I'm yeah, say Black Lives Matter so we can hang up. No yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hello. Hi, handsome. Hey Vic. Hi.
0: How are you?
10: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, good. No, not good. Yeah. Well, I I depressed. just want to point out to the racist, the uh, Ru- whoever the Russian person was who decided to write, they're gonna write something in Russian, and no one was gonna, you know, what? go Wait, what and happened? translate that. So on your YouTube live, um, someone had wrote like a paragraph in, I guess it was Russian, and I guess they didn't think someone was gonna like copy and paste it and to translate and see that it was like some Ooh. racist shit. Um, yeah, I I had them reported and removed. So.
0: Dang it! I didn't get a chance Did to read
10: it. it? Um, it said something about, like, um, the dead negro doesn't play basketball, or some stupid shit like that. It was something really, like, it sounded really racist, and I was like, yeah, no, you good, and then I got rid of him.
0: The dead negro doesn't play basketball.
10: What? Yeah.
0: You know, Google translates trash, so.
10: Yeah, it was, like, really weird. Uh, I didn't like it, and I was like, Nah. You, you you can't you can't be posting stupid. Thank you. Like that Hold right your there.
0: fellow Europe Europeans accountable. Is Russia's in Europe, right? Hold your fellow <laughs> Europeans accountable <laughs> for their trash comments. Thank you. So my, yeah, I got rid rhythm. So. So like I stated before, my and I I say very white, um, not jokingly. If you ever seen him without his shirt on, because he's very white with his shirt on, but he's very tan. And you're like, no, that's regular white people color. No. no, he's he's very see-through. You can see all his veins and stuff.
10: I'm like very, mar- I have marble skin like a statue. Yes, <laughs> very
0: beautiful. Very, very, <laughs> very uh, Greek statuesque. But But um, yes, my husband is actually very white. Um, so he's, he's, and he doesn't look Puerto Rican or Italian, but he is Puerto Rican and Italian. Um, yes. Yeah, I think um, that's only evident in his curly, hairy Sicilian. And oh I my don't. God! Thank
10: God you cropped out that uh picture. I what?
0: I did. He was in his underwear. <laughs> oh really? Yes, I cropped it yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, so we I, was, I can't find the. <laughs> Unless you guys <laughs> want to see my husband's balls, but I guess um, abs- actually no, not for free. If you want to see my husband's balls, we will make it OnlyFans. Um, oh my you, God! You can't. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so this is my husband here with a tan. So he's very very tan here. Um. I'm not joking, but um, this is what he does all day during quarantine, um, playing games about civil rights. No, I'm kidding. He's, he's probably <laughs> playing Tekken. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've obviously, I'm with my husband every single day, every every day. Help me, girl. Yeah. And uh, so we have a lot of discussions about race. Um, he's the one that I said made a comment about, you know, being afraid because, you know, our kids would be black, whether or not the police will see it. Um, my son will obviously be black. And um, it's scary. It's hard to hear someone who is in a position of privilege to say that he's afraid for our child, you know, because up until then, that was a comment that I felt like was reserved for us. You mm-hmm. know, I felt that way, obviously, because I'm black and my child would be black. Um, but to hear my my privileged husband say that and I just want to get one thing straight. Um, every time I tell like my white friends or anything that like they have a privilege, that it's always this argument of like, well, I don't get anything for being white. Privilege doesn't mean that you get anything for being white. It means that you're protected from certain things by being white, and it doesn't so, mean it's not going to happen. It just means that you're in a position of privilege, not that everything yeah, I that don't, you have is privilege.
10: I think let, here's here's the issue with that. So when you tell a white person that they're privileged, they automatically assume that you know they're you know they would get something for free or you know they're everyone's like bowing down to them, but that's not the the thing. <laughs> When you tell somebody that they're get privileged, they're going to get, they get, you know, their ego gets in the way. Like, oh, no, I had to grind and do all this just like anybody else. But that's, yeah, you may have had to grind, but, like, you still didn't have to, like, you know, you, you when you walk in to get a business loan, it's like, oh, well, here comes this black guy. Let's see what the fuck he wants, you know. No, you walked in the bank. It's like, oh, look at this white dude wearing a business suit. I bet he's coming here to start a business. You know, no one's like looking down on you because of the color of your skin. That's that's the difference between you know when you say someone's got privilege. So now my thing is like I don't just fear for like our future children. You know, a lot of my good friends are are black or like minor like or a minority, and They're I fear racist, for their lives. Black
0: friends. <laughs> no, I'm
10: kidding. You know, I got. You know, I got a lot of black friends. Yes. I fear for Gil's life, Aaron's life, Leroy's life. I, you know, every time... Your brother. Carlton, your, my brother, like Chris. When Chris goes to work, like when he comes home late and, you know, we're expecting him to walk through the door at 12 and he's not home until like 1 in the morning. I get worried that he's not going to come home.
4: Yeah.
10: And, you know, Franz, you know, I, I love Franz. I love him. He's dark.
0: Yeah, you my, know, dad. my dad is like, like unmistakably black, yes.
10: Yeah, there's no, he can't just be like Chris and be like, oh, no, I'm Spanish. You, I know Chris wouldn't do that, but, like, you know, France, like, he'd have it really bad. It'd be really bad. I could see, like, when I see people, you know, like, George getting, you know, the, having their fucking knee on the back of his neck, I could see that. And I could picture that being Franz. You know, that hurts me. It makes that's me my, really scared.
0: That's my father, by the way. Yeah. You know,
10: I could see that being Aaron. I could see that happening to Leroy. If I, if I could see that happening to people that I love, there's obvious, there's a problem. Yeah. And when somebody, here's the thing, I've posted this in the comments. Like, there is an issue when the first thing I tell you is like, yo, this person was murdered. And you're like, but. And if you say, but Ooh. there's something wrong with you. Yeah, There's something wrong with the way you're thinking. There should never be a, but if I told you, oh, Leroy walked outside or Carlton, who I talked to almost every single day, walked outside and he was murdered in front of his house for playing Pokemon Go. It's wild. You, like, yeah, that like, and you're like, oh, but what was he doing? Like, no, there is no, but. There's nothing that somebody did that would warrant them being killed.
1: I remember playing that Pokemon Go game when it came out uh, and just just me being me and just walking around town with this game it, it just it it made you go outside that was the point of this yeah. this this, ex, this experiment having people go outside instead of staying home and I'm walking around and I'm oh wow I'm, I'm in this cool neighborhood I'm in this cool park and then it's like wow um, I have to stop playing because yeah, me gotta, being black, walking around in random neighborhoods to get Lugias, I
10: can't do that.
1: And people, I just no, you playing. have to
10: be alert of your surroundings. Yeah, and
1: it's weird. It's so weird how I can't and just walk around without, with, with, without worrying.
10: You should be allowed to walk wherever you want and not have to fear for your life. Yeah. That's the problem with America. Nobody has. Nobody gets to walk around. No, you know, like only people who get to walk around and not fear for their life are 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 white people. And that that's that's a problem. Like I can walk into any neighborhood and not give a
1: fuck. I can't do that. You you can't do that. I've been in photo shoots where I've had my white friends walk around with the cameras. Okay, joking around with the people in the property. I come around the corner from my car with my camera and I'm being told I have to leave the premises because this is a private property and I can't yeah. shoot here. And I'm like, but my white friend is, he's here. He's w- oh, you're with him? Like, yeah, actually, this is my shoot? Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> it, and, and this stuff like that happens all the time. That
10: gets me really mad. It's yeah. it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's hard for me to put in words how frustrating it, it makes me feel because it, it just shouldn't be like that it shouldn't
0: but it is yeah. it's a reality for everyone i like he said like i get nervous if my brother comes home a little bit later my dad told me he was going to a protest today and i'm just like oh my god you know like I don't know if my dad's watching the news but like
1: it's kind of rough there.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm not going to protest because I have to look after my family cuz we you know my family they're both my both my parents are immigrants. So my immediate family, you know, is small here. And so I'm not going out to be here for them and my dad's out here and I was like, "You know what?" At the end of the day, he's fighting the good fight so that, you know, it, when I have kids, my kids will have a better life. And, you know, exactly. And that we'll have some sort of peace. You know, I think, unfortunately, just us being our age now and the kind of traumas we went through, it'd be a whole hell of a lot of therapy before we can go outside and just walk mm. wherever we feel like. Um, so I, I don't think this is something that's going to be erased in our lifetime. But even if I, I know that my kids can feel a little bit more comfortable doing some of the things that we have to be conscious and aware about on the regular, like, and it, it really is frustrating. Yeah. There's enough things going on in the day um, for us to have to worry about what we're wearing, how we look. I mean, when I, we lived in uh, Wilton Manor's for a while, and
10: Oh I, my God.
0: I remember thinking, Oh, th- fi- finally, I'm going to move somewhere where it's s- more progressive. Where it's more progressive, and because these people also face discrimination, um, and if, for those that are not aware, Wilton Manors is a predominantly gay city. Um, well, it's pretty much a gay city. Yeah. Um it is a gay city. <laughs> it's a gay city. <laughs> like everyone, um, almost everyone is is part of the LGBT community. Not everyone, but most of them. Um, but I remember thinking, wow, it's progressive. They also face oppression of some sort. Like, I'm going to feel so comfortable here. Not not the case at all. We rented an apartment that was privately owned. Three months in, I'm getting screamed at that I can't walk my dog there. Um, they didn't care. And I had papers and everything for my dog. I'm like, oh, my dog can absolutely be here. Screaming at me as some white lady, oh, I don't. I don't care what papers you have. You can't walk your dog here. You need to go outside of the gate. I've told you before. Mind you, the first time ever seeing her. I've told you yesterday when I saw you, you can't do that here. And just and uh, having to go to the the management office to report someone because they're being racist. And the woman who I reported her to was black and was just like, I can't. I am, I'm assuming also being watched, um, saying I can't say exactly what it is, but kind of being like, wink, wink, just be very careful with the people here because their mindset is not where it should be. And
1: just it's weird. Yeah. It, can you imagine like let's put it this way. Can you imagine paying rent to live somewhere? dealing with somebody who is telling you can't live here because of your skin you can't have your dog and they don't they don't feel safer because you're black and you're paying rent to live there all right that's fucked up you'd fight for that right what about what about you on earth being black and somebody telling you can't be here
10: that that's that's the ridiculous part that's yeah like if you look at it on a global scale we're all human beings we're all sentient life forms, randomly put here if you believe in science, if you believe in God. We are placed here in the image of God, you know, doing our, our, our thing, you know, we get to live and have free will and do whatever the fuck we want. But you know what? You're supposed to be good. You're supposed to be kind, you're supposed to have empathy for everybody. You don't just get there, you're not supposed to pick and choose like who you're gonna be nice to. You can't just be like, you know what? I'm white. I feel like I'm better than these people. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to systematically, you know, ruin all of their lives forever.
0: It's wild. Like the mindset of, um, you know, trying to put other people down just because you feel like your life is better than theirs. Like, I will never understand like you allowing me to have something isn't going to take away from you. Me exactly. getting so, a home loan mm-hmm. is not going to take your home away. Yeah, but then let me let me put this in
1: perspective. People, they'll, but they'll say the more black people come in the community, brings down the, the value, property value. Yeah.
10: yeah, it that shouldn't be a, th- a, a thing either. But here's the perspective: even even if you're socially better than somebody else, you shouldn't be putting that person down. You should be trying to help them to help them make them become better people. Yeah, that's that's what it should be doing. That's what that, that's, that's just how it should be. You shouldn't be like, Oh, well, I'm at a better social like standing than this person. You know, I'm just going to let this person, you know, try to figure it out themselves. And you know what? Yeah. I'm going to let them in the system, you know, do what they're going to do. And, yeah, I'm going to make fun of them and call them like all these names and look down on them because they're using all this assistance. And you know what? It's crazy because like, you know, Shante said earlier, you know, more, there are more white people, on these government assistance programs. Yep. And then, like, these statistics are an, are an issue. Because it's like, oh, yeah, more white people are killed per year by cops than black people. There are more white people in the country than there are black people. That's yep. why black people are a minority. But yep. they won't
0: talk about the percentage mm-hmm. of black to white people being killed. If there's more white people, why is there, you know, why, are, why is the rate at which those people are being killed you know, much higher why are you more likely to go to jail for yeah. nonviolent offenses for being black than you are for being white
1: yeah and, and, the and you know what thing, else uh, no, oh, I'm, I'm sorry go ahead go uh elon musk tweeted this today he said that um he's like i have a thought and some people might find it offensive and he went ahead and tweeted said it's crazy how we're in 2020 and weed has become an essential business in certain states especially during this pandemic but there are people who are in jail because they sold weed. He's like, yep. that's a yes. huge problem. And Elon, Elon Musk said that today.
10: Well, it, talking about weed, if you if you watch, um, what's the show we watch with uh, ha- Hasan Minhaj, Jess, uh, the, um, Patriot Act. the Patriot Act. He was talking about that recent, like literally in the last episode, where there is an ex governor who or senator, and he was like. His whole can't. Camp- his whole time he was in office, he was really against marijuana, but now that he's not in office, he's all for marijuana. But like he's capitalizing on it while everybody's still rotting in jail for it. Yeah. Mm. So now I find the hip, like the hypocrisy in this, to be like plentiful on how now all these c- these states are trying to like capitalize on weed. And like these drugs, when they were all about, oh, the war against drugs in the '90s, and calling, you know, all the black people in the community super predators. They're all yes. out here to get you. They want to. We we got to put in the mandatory minimum. And like, yeah. Yeah, and then now now the same people who are doing that to to the black communities are trying to be the great saviors of the black community. You, you ain't and black know if what? you ain't voting for me. Yeah, you oh. fuck. fuck fuck biden, biden. Yeah. also fuck hillary i'll never vote for a clinton ever and you know i lost a couple of friends because of that they were like oh you didn't vote for hillary you might as well have voted for trump and i was like no i'm just not gonna vote for somebody who like was putting people in prison for no fucking reason calling people super predators and making like situations of race even worse in the country
1: so like so Vic, final thought because i'm we're both starving <laughs> yeah, I'm also I'm also hungry. What, I've been
10: waiting for Jessica. What <laughs>
1: how would you you being a white man um yeah. white man passing because you're Italian Puerto Rican. Yeah. What how would you explain Black Lives Matter to those who don't understand
10: it? So this is the thing. Everybody, even the people in The BLM movement. We all know that everyone's lives matter. We know that But right now it's not everyone that's being systematically rooted out systematically Like killed put in prison and all that it's not it's not everybody mm-hmm. It's the it's, it's 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 black people and it's really unfortunate and I don't want to put it blunt like that but that's how it is yeah. Yeah. now if and if the people who are like, oh, all lives matter. It's because they're getting offended because they feel left out. And that's the ego talking. And that's the problem. White people, anybody who's all about the all lives matter movement, anybody who's like insensitive to the BLM, you need to step aside yourself, put your ego in a box, have some fucking empathy and look at what's happening to this community. And it's been happening to this community for years, and like it's that people act like it's a problem instead happened yesterday. It's been here four years. And it's yeah, it's not gonna be solved overnight. But the thing is you have to have empathy. And when everyone starts to have empathy and to like try to put themselves in the shoes of others, we'll start to make progress. Yeah. And that's that that's the only way it could happen. Period.
1: Period. <laughs> Thanks, Vic. Man, that was dope, man. I really appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Thank you I appreciate er, you guys. Thank you for being an ally and a friend, man. Thank you. I
0: love you. Thanks for being my husband.
1: <laughs>
10: I love
0: <laughs>
1: you
10: guys. I love all my friends. I don't care about race. It's 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 not about race for me. It's I want everybody to do great. I want everyone to be happy. All right, Vic.
0: I love you. I'll see you at home.
10: All right, I love you guys. I'll bye. see you later. Bye. Right,
0: bye. Bye.
10: Oh right, well.
6: <sighs> that live, was good. That was good.
0: Thanks, man. I, you Thanks. know, like, I feel guilty just calling all these people. Like, I feel like I want to pay you all that. Yeah, that was
1: like some easy God, content. We didn't have to good. do anything. Like, we're like just like, like, hey, start. now yep. we're
0: calling Viv. And then, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all so much for all your different viewpoints. Um, I loved hearing everyone's take on it, how everyone was feeling um, it is a really tough time right now. And even me, it's like, it's hard doing these episodes because it's like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, I really don't know what to say. It's This isn't new. This isn't a, a new issue that's been coming up. It's been said over and over again. And I, I really hope we don't do what we often do and just kind of do it for the gram. You know, mm-hmm. I do feel like things have been slowing down a bit. Um, but even driving through my neighborhoods, old neighborhoods and stuff, I've been seeing protests still happening um, obviously, I don't think everyone's going to have the same energy to, like, televise it or put it out on social like they were. But definitely, please still go out there. There's still petitions going around. There's still memorial funds that need to be, um, you know, funds need to be given. Um, there's still conversations that need to be had. There's mindsets that need to be changed. Um, and thank you, everyone, again, for your really unique perspectives on everything that's going on right now. I think this, is, this episode is important. Um, not just for content But I think that you guys really should Truly like sit down Listen to everything that all these people are saying You know um, We've we've had mothers uh, Married couples, single people Business owners Business owners um, And people both You know non-POCs POCs um, That are allies um, We try to be very careful about who we selected um, We know that we don't Want to hear just from one type of person, but we really don't. This is not the time for Mm -hmm. controversy or views or anything. We didn't want to bring anyone on here that was going to say or do anything that was offensive because these are still very sensitive times. Um, but I still feel like we got enough unique perspectives on this episode.
1: I feel like if you if your goal is to learn, like watch this episode in its entirety, yes, like the callers, especially Shantae, dropped a lot of gems. So go back if you're just tuning in now. Like, we're going to end this now, but go back, listen to what Shante said, listen to what Marvel said, listen to what Khadija said, Rico, Sean, uh, Viv, uh, Vanessa. Vanessa, and and Vic. Like, all these callers had something amazing to say.
4: Yeah. Hell, that was wild.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: Yeah. i love to do this follow-up. Um, also, if you guys want to um, call in or be called in. We're probably going to do another episode when we mm-hmm. do the follow-up. Um, please contact us on our socials. Let us know um, how you felt about this episode. Was there anything that stuck out to you? Anything that you want to get tattooed on yourself after this episode? And, uh, and then don't forget the shirt. Yes, please. Uh, me and Gil, not just for the episode. We both did order this shirt for real yesterday. And like Rico said, this money is going to go into the fund of your choosing. Um For sure support black businesses But definitely I'm 100% throwing my money At black businesses that are throwing their money Back into the community Um, Be careful a lot of people are putting out stuff for clout And using this opportunity to like Slap a BLM sticker on a shirt And sell it but Rico's doing it For a good cause Which to me is also
1: I know we're we're ending but that's also a form of looting By the way Because you're looting on tragedy You're you're getting taken advantage Uh, We're not for that. We're about educating. We're about putting people together. That's that's why we're promoting Rico's uh, shirt again because this is going to a good cause.
0: Yes. Actually, the the, the shirt is dope. Yes. Period. I got one.
1: Jessica just ordered one. It's on pre-order.
0: Yeah, it's on pre-order. So I think he's going to be sending him out the 26th. Okay. So um, definitely you'll see us wearing them in the upcoming episode. But, yeah. um, So thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode of Culture Theory. As usual, you can find us at our socials right Right down here and at Culture Theory Podcast on IG. Find us on our YouTube channel. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.